I don't know how many people follow this just for the White Sox updates, but Aloy Jimenez has been cleared for baseball activities. Is that him with the beard? No. Okay. He's not playing because he wasn't cleared for baseball activities until yesterday. He's in a uh, field in Arizona somewhere, I suburban like, Phoenix, running around just, you know, test, oh, testing those legs. Yeah, yeah, he's been hurt. So cleared for baseball activities literally means like he can swing a bat, he can run. Exactly. Not yeah, he yeah. can play a major league baseball game. Correct, yeah. He's okay. Gonna, he's going to train for probably four. I would say go on a minor league assignment for two. Uh, that's a great question. I'm going to say 23. Dang. What do you injure? It's another great question. Thank you. Lower body. Okay. I don't That's remember. So important, I don't dude. remember specifically what. Dude, when you lose touch with your feet and your lower body, you lose might have touch been Patellar. The Earth. <laughs> might have been Patellar. What? What's that? The it's shin. A, it's a tendon. Oh, okay. On the shin. It's <sighs> a great question. I think it's the foot. Okay. All right. I've cleared myself for skateboarding activities. How's that going? Pretty good, dude. I uh, I cruised for about 20 minutes on Sunday. I was Sunday. very close. He's 24. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I'm no, but I, it's actually exactly how I did it, dude. I, I, I walked up on the quarter pipe uh, and just like ran down it, holding my skateboard. I didn't even yeah. attempt. Dude, it's so scary, dude. Where's this quarter pipe? Uh, I think it's called St. Francis Park. Uh, and I think it's on St. Francis Avenue or street. Um, it's close to Mesquite, but still in Dallas. The uh, patellar tendon works with the muscles in the front of your thigh to straighten your leg. Oh, yeah. Get in there. How much do we talk about your uh, stretching obsession on the podcast? I don't know, dude. I mean, it's mainly a backwards-looking podcast. It's not about how's Alex doing in the present day. I'm happy to change that. I'm not suggesting well, the stretching we stop regime is obviously this. so key for the skating. So you know, it's not. It's all a part of a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it that much. I don't think you and I have talked about it that much until like the other week after we podcasted. Yeah, I don't know how much me. we talked about it, but like it's it's omnipresent. If you hang out with me, I'm generally stressed. Every time we start the podcast, like whenever, like on the ones where you come over here, whenever you ring the door, by the time I've walked to the door, you yeah, in the I've driven of all the way over here, dude. So yeah, I, I'm yeah, not I, saying I that to, to criticize. I, I think it's interesting. I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I love it so much. Oh, I was way off. He tore his pec. I knew that. His pectoralis majoris it's just it's not even lower body i gave you a vague answer and couldn't even get it right i had a 50 50 shot yeah what can you do better i hope in the future what position does he play left field okay left big field. time power yeah 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 that's a classic power position yeah 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 because yeah. it's easy to field right yes not as easy as right field uh depends on your skill set i would say that left it's easier to find left fielders in my opinion it seems like it. Oh, really? Whoa. Because I, I, what I'm mainly getting at is when I sucked at baseball, they stuck me in right field. Like when I first started. Yeah, that's baseball. a different dynamic. That's like uh, at that point, they're just saying that most of the kids are right handed, so they're going to hit it to left field more right. often. That is what the coach told me. But uh, <laughs> cruel. <laughs> Fucking asshole, dude. I, uh, I played right field my entire time for that reason. And like I didn't have a keen understanding of it until I was an adult, you know? Or I mean, like teenager, but. Yeah. No one ever sat me down or were like, I knew that they were doing it because I sucked. Like 
but yeah, no one yeah. said that. Yeah, no, he was like literally because I was but out believe there. It or not, I was when wearing can... my glove as a hat, dude. I was that kid. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just walking like, up to talk to the first baseman. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I literally one time I was up at bat and I was in line at the concession stand, dude. <laughs> I'm not playing. But then when I had a coach that was nice and like taught me how to catch and you know hit a ball, I, I was good at baseball as a kid. That's uh, nice. And then yeah, we talked about that, right? I think off air. I don't know that we talked dude, about it. Dude, I had the canon, dude. I was a catcher. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, but major leaguers can uh, hit it to left field and right field with pretty similar facility. I they mean, not really. It. Some people are just pull hitters, but like more so than fucking children. Right. And also, uh, just there's a lot more left-handed batters in major league baseball than there are in Makes much your average yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, at that That's point... nice beard. It's not like their primary consideration is who's going to see more balls. It's right, right field right, 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 right. Uh, is uh, it's going to be a little longer throws, like if you're trying to throw them out at second or especially third. Right field is? Yeah, like the, the runner as they're coming around is moving from the right side of the field to the left. Right, so right, right, So they're going right, towards right. the left fielder. So it's an easier throw for the left fielder than the right. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got a strong arm, then right field makes a little more sense for you. Yeah, you got to hurl it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the longest, longest throw. throw in baseball. So you could, be a be, little, right? uh, you could be a little slower if you got a stronger arm. Okay. If you got a weak arm. But, you know, it, these are all, I'm just saying, like, it depends on the person. Yeah, yeah. As to whether or not your uh, left fielder, right fielder is a better fielder on average. Like right. It, it depends on your profile. But every major league baseball player I would expect can competently get the ball from the outfield to the infield, like to a an infielder. Yeah, like but maybe like maybe you can't go right. That's the, not what the we want to hold them from stretching this. You know, to third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. want to nail them at the and plate. Every, like those are valuable plays. Can that every make right money. fielder do that in Major League Baseball? No. Oh, okay. That's what. I, yeah, think, yeah. I mean, you know, it depends. Like you, when you say every, I'm thinking about like the dude that got called up from AAA that's up for a day and is going to go back down and never play again. So, are like, there dudes like who are known for having just like they can throw a long distance ball? Yeah, of course. Who are they? Boy, that's a, you're putting me on the spot now. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm um, not. Leonis Martin was great at it. Uh, Jonas Cespedes had uh, some real amazing plays. Because um, I remember, like, Griffey was known for, like, making good catches. I mean, don't fucking run on Luis Robert when he's healthy. I'll tell you that. Okay. So they, you're, they're just knowing they can throw it fast and far. And accurate. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. To throw, like, you, no one ever talks about that. It's Ramon like, Laureano is pretty good at pitching, it. Pitching, everyone talks about. No one talks about how hard it is to throw. From, Comes up a lot less, but you're right. Yeah, I guess pitching is literally every play of the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I, I, I agree. They're like a deep in the outfield throw that nails a guy at home plate and the catcher Shit, doesn't man. have to move his glove. Yeah. That's it's, like golf, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's fucking incredible. I, I, the Leonis Martin popped in my head. It was a spring training game, so no one ever gave a shit about it. I don't think most people know about it. Um, but I was, I was at the game when he like just, you know, it was spring training. He was fucking around, but he, was, he nailed the guy at the plate. Nice. In the fashion I'm talking about. As Jeez, impressive man. a throw as I've ever seen like in live or on TV. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It was yeah. really fucking cool. Transcendent moment. Yeah. Love it. That's what sports is all about. Or I call it sport when it's a transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> really cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, now that we've convinced everyone not to listen. 
Yeah, what do you, dude. What Welcome do you really back. want to talk about? <laughs> I got nothing, dude. I got my journal right I here. I know but, it. You know. No, I mean, like, I, you know, we, we covered some of the Alex stuff. You know, we got you to Excel. We went through the first day. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I do feel like we've had somewhat. I think there's more to say about how the school affected your adult life. Um, you know, job place stuff. So if there's more Alex to go over, I want to fucking dive into it. But if there's not, and I'm not saying like today, but I'm just, as we're looking ahead, Okay. I, I didn't mean to, I just started talking without thinking about it. I didn't mean to do this on the air. I was going to say this to see you off the I air. I like this behind but, the curtain uh, for the audience. I, I feel like next, uh, whatever, it's up to you. But I, whenever you're ready, I think that it's uh, true detective time. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. How do you, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been thinking about that a lot too, dude. Okay. What's your. Have you, have you decided against it? No, dude. I wrote down. Well, I could. I could do True Detective. Uh, I'm not talking into the mic. I wrote down other things that I might want to also watch, but I can't find my list. Oh yeah, I did. I did find it. But uh, guess what? The first one is. These are movies. I didn't write down any TV yeah, shows. Everything. It's on there. It's that's the last one I wrote down. Okay. Guess what? The, the first one is. I, I wrote down did. Excel Film Series. Is what it's called. Ali. No, I wrote that. So then I made a second column post Excel film series uh-huh. and I put Ali in that column and then I wrote an arrow putting it in an Excel film series with a question mark. I don't so know you put, put the Irishman in the Excel film series post Excel. Okay. That's, that's why it's the last. Excel. See, okay. that's Excel and post Excel. Now okay. you just saw, you just saw it. <laughs> I was Fuck. trying to read it. I couldn't do it fast enough. Okay. Uh, you still haven't guessed, dude. Or you I did, did guess. guess. <laughs> it was the Irishman. <laughs> Damn, dude. No, dude. Pay it forward. Oh, okay. Of course, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I'm almost, I'm not going to say I w- will refuse to watch anything until you watch Pay It Forward, but I don't think you can understand Excel. If you, you know I've seen it, right? I mean, but you didn't see it at Excel. I did. You did? It just wasn't during that time. Like they showed it, you know, so they you had w- the okay. movie. But you, all right. So you weren't there when we had pay it, the Pay It Forward bulletin board. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like second or third year there, it came on at some point. I watched it. They, they like they played the movie one weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a shadow of of the. I understand, experience. but you know, uh, if I could go back in time and go there earlier, of course I would. But <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want from me, dude? Yeah, you're right. I'm not trying to old time you. <laughs> uh, man, uh, okay, but dude, I mean. I guess if you, I'm not hearing wild enthusiasm for watching Pay It Forward. From oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's good. I'll do it. But, yeah, okay. yeah, 100%. That's, that's, good. that's a good idea. I, I do have enthusiasm for it in my heart. I actually, while we're talking about it, do you remember? It's not that outwardly enthusiastic a person, unless definitely. it's White Sox baseball. Yeah, sure. Or, no, I've seen you be very, enth- I was about to be rude. I was going to say, unless it's genuine. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You get genuinely enthusiastic. Yeah, I think yeah. you're just pretending to be enthusiastic about paying forward <laughs> no. for my sake. I, I like True Detective more, but uh, I, I forward is fine. You know what I uh, saw this weekend uh, that I, I hadn't seen, but it's one of the ones I've been saving for myself? What? The, uh, the Neil Armstrong movie. Is that with Gosling? Yeah. That's with the guy from Princeton. I think he directed yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's I haven't I seen see it. it. Yeah, I want to see it though. It's good. When I would got fired and I had all my like wild plans, I saw a trailer for it. Uh huh. And in it, like they're like questioning Gosling. Basically, I don't know. You know the powers yeah. that be. Yeah. And they're like, 
what are you, what's the plan if it fails? And like in the trailer, he just kept being like, uh, we intend to succeed. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, that was too dangerous for me. I was so amped up by that trailer. Like I would <laughs> go around saying it. I like, people yeah. be like what are you going to do, dude? Like if none of this works out, you know, like you got to go get a job or whatever, you know, and be like, well, I intend to succeed. I would love, and I, I, I hope that these kinds of things are available and I just saw it. So I haven't had a chance to seek them out. I want to know what everyone thought, like of the people who knew him, if it's, I think given the level of director and actor that it was probably an accurate portrayal, but yeah. like sometimes that's not how these things go. You got to prioritize telling the story. Yeah. But just like uh, Gosling's very clearly playing a specific type, right? Of like, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Well, I mean, it's obvious from that, like, or not obvious from that, but like, uh, it's part of it how seems he's like playing. He kind of always plays like a kind of a, low-key autistic guy who's kind of cool i don't agree with that characterization as always but yeah yeah i mean in like his iconic roles i haven't seen i'd like say the he's notebook. he's dialing down the cool i haven't seen him in the notebook either but i i would say it's the drive guy with with less cool yeah. the drive guy which is like key that's autistic the whole guy fucking cool. point is the cool but uh yeah i mean i guess yeah 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 but yeah that kind of like very you watch drive dude absolutely yeah I'm, I, I need a pen again and again and again yeah, thank you. I'm going to add to this. Um, but just like, I don't know, dude. You know, you, you think about Neil Armstrong, or at least I do. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I you don't. just like fucking American hero, you know, yeah. like just assume that he's like a dynamic, you know, star quarterback kind of personality. I mean, he's Neil fucking Armstrong. Right. In a country of however many million at the time, they chose him to walk on the face of the fucking moon. Right. Um, but no, he's just like quiet nerd like you know shushes his wife whenever she talks about like you know neil used to play piano like but isn't it like he's like traumatized because somebody died or something yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like the mission that's why i was there's a lot like, of death in neil's life yeah 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 yeah. it's fucked him up pretty so bad I was, I i'd be interested whatever it. if you do see it i would like to uh, i have it on blu-ray like it just <laughs> you bought it <laughs> <Yeah. Blu -ray. laughs> okay yeah, um yeah, yeah. but uh i was amped by that trailer dude but then I, I was like uh you know because i had gone through some stuff too not just getting fired and then when I found out all of that was like the whole movie, it's like, I'm still here where I was like, not yet. Like <laughs> this is obviously relevant to my life, but we have you to have seen, I'm still here. right? Not, yeah. But I waited like a year. Okay. Like, uh, cause I was just like, it'll get the, the whole thing of making music after flaming out of a career will become too informed by I'm still here, which yeah, it definitely yeah, yeah. did anyway. Like, kind <laughs> yeah. of like, but you know what I mean? Like, I probably would have grown a big Joaquin beard. Yeah, I I thought it was fucked up whenever you shat on your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that. no, just the I don't know, dude. I kind of wish they'd done a little bit more. I mean, what what are you gonna do? The problem with any movie like that, and like they do a good job by not starting at childhood or whatever. But they, I think that it's inherently flawed in a way that they did a fine job of overcoming uh to try and tell a story that spans seven years and two hours i think that every time movies try to do that it's all of the best movies in my opinion are trying to tell a two-hour story in two hours it's quite a generalization yeah i mean you know there's exceptions and everything <laughs> but all of the I think best good... movies are trying to tell a two-hour story in two hours i mean you know like 
if it's movies like, tend to be better movies... the shorter timeline they're attempting to pull off. I think that anything where it's like, here's this person being born and here's their fucking 40 years of life. Like yeah, the best of those movies aren't that good. And it does do that. I mean, I can tell you me upset by this, but I'm, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. That I'm reluctant to, I don't like to recommend comedies that are more than 10 years old because it like ages so weirdly. Sure. I mean, I would still uh, recommend Step Brothers. I bet that's more than 10 years old. Yeah, I would actually, that's a good example where I wouldn't recommend Step Brothers to a young person. Well, I would. Like to a 22 year old person, you would be like, you got to see Step Brothers, you'll love it. I yeah, wouldn't. I would. I would 100%. I think that's our version of the Confident. people that told me that I would like Caddyshack or the Blues Brothers. I know what or, you're saying. However, there are things that like are able to transcend that. Yeah. You think Step Brothers is one? Yeah. I, I you know, I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm keenly aware that Caddyshack is not fucking funny and that not, no dude. one more <laughs> than not. like five years above me yeah. uh, is able to understand this. Like it's, actively yeah. awful Blues brothers it is worse sucks they you're just, right the guys you're dancing right. around dude yeah dude <laughs> i wanted to like it like it's fucking chicago i, yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah, desperately yeah, yeah. to like that movie it was one of the first ones i rented whenever i got out of excel i was like hell yeah dude <laughs> gonna finally fucking see blues brothers that shit sucked Suck. yeah yeah definitely like i remember my little brother liked it when he was like eight because my dad liked it yeah. Like, but he was an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like, b boomers were like 29 years old being yeah. like, you got to get a load it's of this Cutting shit. edge. <laughs> now, I, I've been uh, reading, I, I, I've rolled right from the Jay Moore book into the uh, oral history of Saturday Night Live. Okay. Um, Probably, did you skip right to the chapter about Jay Moore? No, because I'm too disciplined a person. Okay. That's okay. not the kind of dude it's I am. That's not how you go. I got to start with, and you know what? I'd already read, like, I've had it for a while. Uh, and I'd read the first chapter and a half, but that was probably two or three years ago. Okay. And I said, you know, you don't remember all that stuff. Right. We got to start back over. In there. Yes, of course. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I did. Okay. Um, and, uh, the Belushi stuff, like it's sound like it's, it's, I, I've this, I've made the decision as I'm reading it to just take it at face value and not like make a fart noise every time someone says something nice about him in the book. But okay. like, yeah, and you know, partly because it's he's dead. So let's be respectful. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, also just like I assume that at that time, that was the funniest thing these people had seen. So I have no doubt they were laughing genuinely. Yeah, I um, think so. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think any of that stuff's funny. Like, I'll go and watch the sketches where they're like, dude, he was just on another level. I'm like. He's yeah, making yeah, a racist yeah. Japanese voice. That's it. That's yeah, the whole that's thing. what. As soon as you said that, I was like, the samurai. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like, what the yeah. fuck is that? I did. Animal House was funny. Like when I was a teenager and watched Animal House, I thought it was funny. I have not seen it, but that would be an example of a Step Brothers like. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. 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 I was like fourteen. I was like, this shit's funny. Like the yeah. Ghostbusters were fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, that's I not like a straight comedy. Comedy, but I don't like, like it now though. Like if I put oh, it I on do. now, I'm I like, do. Meh. I put it on. And I like it. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think it's just the introduction to my rhyming dictionary got in my head that like art has a twenty year cycle, 
and you don't know what what's going to. But the introduction that, to your rhyming dictionary said that there were exceptions. Yeah, but you don't know what they're going to be. So I'm mean, trying to now. just try to be the best thing in your time. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's good advice. But like, we're talking about a movie made 30, 40 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, can't. We, we can make a. Well, I'm saying Ghostbusters. I mean, yeah, dude, okay, I think okay. Step Brothers. Even we can say it at this point. I've only seen it like I've seen it like more. I than can once. make it. I think you're right that like the the person to decide this is not me. It's a 22 year old. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I, Dude, they I can't even really watch movies, a lot of them, too. Yeah, that's like, true. It's I, a bummer. They're like, yeah. I have a niece who was like, I want to go to film school, and she hadn't seen The Dark Knight, dude. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? Uh, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, like, I love movies. I haven't seen The Godfather. Really? Yeah. See, that's one that I do like, dude. Uh I the, the first. I assume I, it's good. I'd like to make like a thing of it sometime, but I've been saying that for twenty years. The first time I saw it was some anniversary of it. They were playing it on like a huge screen. I want to say it was in Times Square, but I don't think it was. But it was in Manhattan, and my dad took me. That's the first time you saw it. That's fucking yeah. Tight, it was dude. fucking sick, dude. Hell I yeah! Big up to my dad on that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but he he loves it call? too. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's like if I take my kid to go see The Departed, you know, I think I'm doing that. But am I really taking my kid to go see Blues Brothers? Who knows? You know, and he's like, yeah, dad, great. You know, I'm going to be interested to find out. I mean, it's going to be some painful stuff. I, I just haven't seen. I remember like I was hanging out with some guys and they were making quotes that I later realized were Step Brothers quotes, like the next time I saw Step Brothers. Mm -hmm. And then I've since then like gleaned that they're like very go-to Step Brothers quotes. They're like, I'm kind of a big deal from Anchorman of Step Brothers, you know? Sure. Uh, and so I then I was like, I guess I, I'm not like a Step Brothers head. I'm not a quoter of Step Brothers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, on I'm this podcast, equipped. I've quoted it and yeah yeah that makes yeah. sense I, that rings a bell i guess yeah 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 like it was the whole cans quote i think someone was said that and i yeah, was yeah, like yeah. All right, what are you it talking was towards about? the end of the movie you know yeah, yeah yeah uh so i don't know dude but walk hard is fucking awesome dude <laughs> i like it a lot better than stepbrothers but you know that's yeah, i don't just know me. uh well it's got one of the stepbrothers dude i mean i don't know I why you wouldn't want to check it out dude it's so fucking funny dude it's like the music is all good. It's jo like John C. Riley sings for real, but he like was in the movie Chicago, like he and he plays guitar and shit. <laughs> okay, like he's funny and talented. Yeah, uh, and so he basically, it's like they make fun of like the whole convention of the biopics. So I'm familiar with the concept. It's of like the film. he he has his whole life, and it like ends with like a retrospective song. He goes through every era of rock and roll. That seems you know. like a safer kind of thing just because they're not... Uh, well, it's like they know that point you're making. They're kind of acknowledging it, like that it's a little bit ridiculous. And like a good way to do it, and I would think this would lend itself to like a comedy kind of thing. Like the... Uh, I, I, the, I don't want to like go over the top in my praise of the Steve Jobs movie, but like they've got a handle on the problem. Uh-huh. Have you seen the Steve Jobs movie? Uh -huh. They just, they limit it to three product unveilings. Like there's three scenes yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, Ali like does a similar thing. They limit yeah. it to 10 years of his life. Like, But I mean, they're just like three days. Yeah. Like, okay. you know, I mean like years apart or whatever. 
but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, I mean, you, then you're left out. Like you feel like there are large swaths of things about Steve Jobs that are missing. Yeah, but uh, you know, well, that's still not a two-hour story, dude. That's a three-day story. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is like it doesn't have to lit, like it's not like no good movie has been made that was longer than there I'm was trying to think of a period. movie. I told it to you in a half hour story or whatever. It's <clears throat> the movie Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage is the only one Absolutely. I can think of. Like a real time movie. Um, what's that? Uh, John Cusack one. I guess that's that's an entire night. The one where he's uh, the serial killer thing. I don't know. Copycat. <laughs> No, it's like a about a schizophrenic serial killer. Uh, it's a uh, sounds sick. Motel in the desert. Uh, no idea. I keep on wanting to say taking lives, but that's a different. <coughs> taking lives is Angelina Jolie. I saw yeah. that with Excel Kids. Megan would be so mad right now. She loves that John Cusack movie, and I always forget what it's called. What are you gonna do? I like the Runaway Jury. <laughs> we really? watched that at Excel a lot. Uh, yeah more than once i mean i think uh maybe i was just so constantly on red shirt no i think my excel movie canon largely predates your arrival and i don't think that that movie was out until i was runaway jerry came out in like 1998 you think so i i was about to say i know so but i don't but i'm gonna bet Pretty, I'll take the later than that. What do I get? 2003. Runaway Jury? Too easy. Damn, dude. I guess we did. I'm thinking of Rainmaker, dude. That's Not a bad. different movie. Yeah. But yeah. Both, they're both no, I never saw uh, Rainmaker there. We watched Rainmaker there a lot. But again, I think it was like when I first got there, there was a lot more of like just put a fucking movie on. Yeah. Uh, and we just like hung out in the lodge all the time. I see he made a movie about numbers stations. Couldn't have been right, promoted. Dude, we're not this good at podcasting. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm, I was looking God for, damn, dude. I was looking the for shit the you get fucking... away with, <laughs> with the, the TC Halo, man. If I was reading John Cusack's <laughs> God damn. Suck it, dude. You fucking, you I know. I refuse to suck. Get better. The, 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 I'm trying, dude. I'm just trying to find the, uh, all right, so it's not uh, ground out to give me something uh, first better. base with uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Give me and that's uh, do what you're gonna do. I'm not a huge well, dude. You I, got a you got a book full of notes, and I'm here sh- saying dude, the like stuff that I'm writing in this. I hope to one day have another topic. Want to know about this? Uh, I'm big into Gnosticism lately. Yeah, I noticed it's that. I don't get it. I and that's where I feel uh, like, the movie is identity. Oh. That's for everyone else out there. What about uh just people are hearing like TC described this sick ass John Cusack movie? That's what the critics are saying that we don't close the loops. That's true. what they're mad about. I'm trying to close the loop, make sure everyone knows identity is the movie that takes right. place over the course of a couple hours. So what are your Excel movies, dude? Do you have a canon of Excel movies? Because I could only think of one for yours. And if you can't think of this one as being in your Excel canon, I don't know what to tell you. When I was writing them down, I was like, these are all yours. I don't think these are even really TC's Excel canon. And then I wrote one down for you. I would love to take a week to think about this okay. question. Okay, yeah. Of course, um, you can take as long as you want. Thank you. 
But uh, you want me to think of the one? I mean, I already said Ali. No, Suicide Kings, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I was like, that would we would have to watch that to, like, you know, given that we've talked about that whole incident. I'm better than 50% confident that I can get a screening of that in Dallas put together in the next year, year and a half. Okay. I'm, I you're not excited about that? I guess I'm the, excited about it the way you're excited about watching Pay It Forward. <laughs> no i'm much more excited about that i said i'm really excited about i mean it. well that's the other thing i It'll was like how's this gonna dude. How's you love this alamo gonna, i do love alamo uh how's this gonna work when we watch true detective because i don't want you like bullshitting you know oh i watched it you know maybe i watched it i have some you know what are, are you gonna watch it are you gonna think about it are you like i'm insulted how's this gonna go dude are are I mean, you're in. off on the wrong foot so far. Are we going to have drops where we're like, all right, what about, you know, this part? And then it's like, hey, Marty, I, I'm telling you this. And you're like, yeah, that that's what we, you know, we talk about. You know, I had never done that before, <laughs> but I loved the way that it hit on the Michael Clayton, Michael Clayton. Yeah, Lawyers yeah. podcast. Too. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm kind of inclined I think to, it's a, uh, to yeah. pull some audio. Okay. I mean, we. I think this. If it's worth yes, doing, dude, of we course do I'm that. going to watch them. Of course I'm going to take notes. Okay. And I hope that you are too, or else I'm going to come with better shit than you. Well, no. My honest thought was like, I was like, is he going to want to like watch them right before we podcast? And I would say I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It's too fresh. Like, there's no reflection. That's, that's I agree. reaction. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. No, I've, I've 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 done plenty of things about media that i've watched i've never done like the watch it immediately before i agree i think you're right i think okay. you're spot on okay um <laughs> my uh my friends used to do or i mean you know whenever drag or whenever a uh, game of thrones was uh on tv they would do a game of thrones podcast where they okay. would take like four fucking hours to talk about the hour long episode. I like that. In in the way that like the this far of this podcast has been. Not like that they had so many things to say. Okay. But like that they would talk about Eloy Jimenez's injury status for like twenty of the minutes. We're still gonna then, do that if we do true detective, right? I would think so. I yeah. Okay. Um I don't want to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, uh they would uh they would just they would they would turn on the episode while they were while they were doing the thing yeah that's like, rough they would just kind of like like they'd just look up and be like oh yeah that part <laughs> yeah did people listen to this in large numbers really yeah yeah yeah. all right see i mean you know i mean i'm not saying this to criticize them i love their style and you have an ear for podcasting <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you do, dude. I mean, professional podcaster. Uh, What's right. up, dude? I'm America's podcaster. I suppose. I'm sorry. I suppose. I was away from the mic. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Dude, I've realized listening back to episodes, I don't take my uh, my instrument very seriously. My voice. You've noticed that it mm -hmm. goes in and out? Yeah, Did yeah. Did I ever tell it you does. about the kid at Excel uh, whose dad like uh, lectured him about... Uh, being mushmouthed no. on a visit. It no. was insane. I felt it was oh. so awkward because, you know, yeah, yeah. the audience of this podcast may disagree, but I was a, a bright young whippersnapper then. I was very uh, articulate as a child. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and this kid's dad was like, I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what he did for a living, but it was something where he was the kind of guy who like 
thought nothing of telling someone like, you know what, what something that you should improve about yourself is. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. And so like, you kind of get, let me like, tell you what I hate about you. Yeah, dude. And it's like, so he, he, his son did have speech issues. Like he was very like, he would, he would get into it. Like, like, it sounds like I'm making fun of like a, some kind of person, mm -hmm. uh, but like that he would, I can't, I'm not going to say his name. I don't remember if you guys overlapped, but he was just like, you have to be crisp, crisp, say every consonant, like, like, so, like the other week when we were saying Trenton, you know, yeah, like yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And then like, it broke my heart. Like a I month. felt traumatized listening back to that. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, my, my parents were not like obsessed with, like, I don't think that they've been like, especially aware of class things that seemed like what your dad was doing. Right. Well, it's not like the I, fucking poor. You say Trenton. We I, say Trenton. I, I don't know if he was saying the poor people say Trent Trenton, as much as you sound like you're from Trenton. <laughs> you, like, you don't. You can be rich and still it's not desirable to be from Trenton. Like yeah, that, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but it, it, it all feels like a, maybe not like fucking uh, rich poor class thing, but like a class thing. Like a group, you know, like the, no, I, I think you so. were going to lose status in the eyes of some if you do you this gotta, sort of thing. But you got to take it to there. It's, and like those fucking uh, kinds of considerations to try and impose them on children just seems so fucked up. Yeah, but it's like by the same token, I do see what you're saying. Anyone who's judging like the, this fucking 12 year old. But is at not, the same time, it's not like. I get, I do get it. And it's also like, I'm a product of that environment. So this may be just me like just, yeah, you are kind of from Trenton. I no, not that I'm saying the household where people said, don't say Trenton. They yeah. said, they say Trenton, uh, which is not really a complaint I have about growing up and with my parents. It's like, I don't feel traumatized by having my pronunciation of Trenton, uh, corrected. But that's good. Um, and I do agree with you that it, it is a class signifier, but to me, it is one of those ones that is so deeply embedded. Again, you don't understand because you're not from around there, but it's like they kind literally of. refer to the Scranton accent as like the dirty Scranton, like because it's dirty, like it sounds bad, it's not mellifluous, like it's like halting and harsh and guttural. And it may be people love that show though, the, the yeah, Mayor's they, of East Town show. Oh, that's not Scranton, but oh, okay. uh, and also uh, I do. A, I, Delco, I have dude. come to understand that. Uh, hey, Mayor. There's a lot of uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> accents. I've just been saying, "Hey, Mayor," to my wife, like ever, since we watched that. She likes it, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Uh, it's good, dude. Dude. It seems like it's good. I might. I don't it's know. It's honestly awesome, and I would rather watch. I'd rather talk about that than True Detective. Fuck you. Uh, but. No way. Why you got to throw a fuck using me, dude? Uh, it was that offensive an opinion. Well, I haven't dude, seen my, the show, but like True Detective is like the best show. I know, but Mary It's the number one top is, show. I'm not saying Mary of Easton's better. I'm saying it's fresh like so i well, have thoughts about it already but like, like, yeah, you haven't watched the thing yet you know we trying to be i have watched it what are you talking about i have watched true detective. i know you've seen it but I've like watched true detective a lot it seems like most of the difference here is that uh you've seen one more recently than the that other that is the big difference yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. if you just watch it then that difference goes away yeah but then i'd have to watch it and you know which is a pleasure it is a pleasure 
Definitely. Well, that's why I was like, and dude, watching, I've, I haven't watched something with another person that isn't a family member in years. Like I, I haven't gone to the movies. I watched, I went to black Panther with a friend of mine. Okay. Like in the theaters though, I haven't watched a movie outside of theaters with a non-family member. I don't know when. Are you conceive? I, I don't want to deny you this if that's what you're interested in. Are you conceiving us like sitting down together? I just figured. We'd uh, well, watch I was it thinking about homes. it. No, no, no. I mean, now we're clearly. But I was thinking uh, about how weird that would be. Like, because I, I was like, I don't. I've, I have not done that. I think in ten years. Yeah, I don't just mean to like, push you, but like, uh, it, it, it's not like a problem for me. But certainly. Other people who I hang out with as much as I hang out with you, the fact that like uh, YouTube doesn't come on every time is odd. I hate it, dude. I I know, I know, and and I'm fine. You know, like I mean, I don't, I don't really it. understand. I go to parties where people put YouTube on at the party, and I'm not like ah, like I get it. I go with the flow. Like, I love it. I love watching YouTube. I do too, by myself. Yeah, like. And I mean, a lot of like, but there's, I, I would say that, I mean, there's some things, obviously, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. It all falls I, into different categories, but most of the stuff that I really like, like the thing I'm excited about is like, I got to go and like, you know, show some people this because they'll enjoy it. I mean, I, I, I don't I try not watched. to be annoying. Like I feel make, watched yeah. when someone's like, you got to check this out. It's like, well, what if I don't laugh? At like, well, I mean, know, that's just I, the first time. Then like, you know, by the fucking 10th, like. I guess. Wait, After the mean? first, like, I just like, you know, fucking me and Megan, I'll be like, hey, you know, Drake's got a lot of good videos. And then oh, she's yeah, never seen them before. And then she watched them once and she's like, these are great videos. Let's each watch them like every night for like the next fucking week. That's and that's just good week. music in your house, though. Yeah. It's fun. Well, yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I'm down with that. It's good I time. do that all the time. But that's different than like hanging out and playing. I don't know. It's like. I mean, you know, maybe you throw in a. Dude, I have a cousin who's the same way, man. He's like, uh, I had friends and like uh, when we lived together, you know, you put on TV, turn the volume down, sports. We would put it on Fox News a lot, you know, just to like catch a vibe. Sure. Uh, but, you know, it's basically turned down. You're talking. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was because uh, he lived in Africa, like he was in the Peace Corps and mm -hmm. they didn't have that. And uh, so he got used to just chilling hard. Is like, this the guy with the African studies minor? No, no, no. His okay. brother. Uh, His brother? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one of them yeah, has an yeah. African minor and the other one uh, was in Africa? Yeah, but he's a doctor. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I think he, he was like, I hate fucking chilling with the TV on, dude. It's like, are we watching TV or are we chilling, dude? And do I want to talk to you or do I want to watch TV? I want to hear what you have to say. I don't need a distraction from it. Like- in which I get, you know, and I, I know people, I have family members and friends. who Yeah, just like that's like, a yeah. succinct way of phrasing it that seems undeniable, but like uh, it's well, not. Something like this White Sox game. It's not like if the White Sox weren't playing, you would be like, I must have another baseball game on or I get anxious while talking to another human. I would you just say that I mean? that kind of stuff, like, uh, I mean, sometimes like it's a point in the evening where like, I don't know, we've gotten all the big topics through. So it's kind of nice to relieve the conversational yeah, yeah, burden, yeah, but yeah. other times it's just nice to set a vibe, dude. Yeah. I, I, dude, that's, that's not, even I'm not attacking. Really, I'm just presenting if, if, a refutation of your, uh, cousin. Yeah. 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 I also do it, dude, but I'm saying I get what he, what he is about. And I think I've taken that to then be like. My version of hanging out is not like show me a bunch of clips on YouTube that I'm expected to laugh at. 
Like it's that's you don't not have quality to laugh time. If you don't want to. But like when we were hanging out the other day in the living room and you just put on music videos, like that's fine. That that happened the other day. That did happen. That the wasn't other day. I wasn't complaining about that. They're good that, videos. That's not really what I'm upset about. It's more when people think something's like funny or interesting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. When that I'm just like, you better bring it, dude. The other thing is like when you're like, even with some of those videos, you're like, check this video out. I'm like, I don't think this video is very impressive, TC. Like, I have to be able to say that. Sure. And that's fine. You don't strike me as somebody who feels real fucking denied that opportunity. Well, with people I care about, I try to not overdo it, you know. Yeah, I guess. Well, especially, honestly, it's, well, I don't know. Dude, I'm so fucking anti-socialized, too. I haven't talked to people. I don't even count talking to you as talking to someone in society because I appreciate that. yeah i'm glad you didn't take that the wrong way because it's like we don't really talk about normal society stuff anyway like a lot of the time has been getting hot what do you mean oh yeah the way yeah i see i thought you meant like our conversations have been getting hot i was like i guess so but uh i yeah i don't know what i'm blabbering on about i feel like i'm not socialized right now <clears throat> Well, the people came here to hear about the cult school. Do you have anything to say about the cult school? I'm sick of it, dude. I want to talk about baseball. I know. (laughs) I know, Uh, dude. It's like, like, do I have four hours of this every week? I don't want to drudge up four hours of Excel memories every week. I don't know. I'm not here to like announce the end of it, right? Like looking at things through the lens of that experience. Movies, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking at things through the lens of that experience. Like I, I don't think that we like have to reference it every fucking episode review of True Detective, but like I think it. I, I appreciate the ways in which our conversations about other things are colored by it. Like whenever we were having the conversations, like the the talks about politics, whenever we disagree over politics, it's always really fascinating to me because I feel like most of my politics are informed by my experiences there. And whenever I think about it a little bit, I can tell that yours are too, despite the fact that you have the opposite opinion of me. Yeah. And I just think that's interesting. It's like a fun... So I just think talking to someone else who went to Excel... Yeah. Uh, is interesting regardless of whether or not you're talking about the, the actual school. But yeah. I don't know, whatever. If we have more to say about the school, we will. I don't want people to be like, no, well, whatever. I, I, if you don't want to stop band. listening, you can stop listening. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not here to demand anyone listen. Well, I, yeah, I don't think we've ever uh, promised, or, and if we did, we never delivered on it, that we would come in with like tight Excel stories every week. So those people are gone anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, I still have but most Excel of the episodes. We at least, yeah, yeah. No, I do too. It's just like I. It's not come like in the initial weeks of doing this. It was like a million things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I said all of them. Yeah, and like, you want to know what I'm on about lately about Excel? Hmm. It has to do with Gnosticism. Uh, Give everyone a background on Gnosticism. Well, Gnosticism means like a lot of things. Uh, I just, in the Aquinas that I was assigned to read and like did my best to get through, he was going at them most of the time. He was pretty mad about them. Yeah, that would make sense to me, I would think. So that's they my were heretics. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're heretics. But I'm more of a, it's like what I've been like kind of gearing around. I'm like a, a neo, I'm like pro-somatic. I'm a pro-somatic Gnosticist or just a somatic Gnosticist because I, that's one of my quarrels with 
the classical like heretical Gnosticism that I suspect Aquinas was railing against, but I'm not familiar with any of that. But they're basically like, you know, early Christians who were not part of what became the Roman Catholic Church. And they had a wildly different conception, according to many, uh, of Jesus and God and what Jesus was doing on earth and what earth was and what existence was. It really is very similar to Neoplatonism, uh, which I thought was interesting the other week when Katie dismissed something I said as just being like, she was like, well, that's just like Plato's cave. Uh, but the idea is that central in Western thought that you can almost say that about almost any analogy ever when you're like, this thing is like a thing, but it is not the thing. You know what I mean? Um, but there's ways in which everything differs and is similar to everything else. Is that what you're saying? Right. Which is also a component of Gnostic mysticism and all mysticism really seems to generalize around that one idea. And I mean, there's, Maybe one way of looking at it is there's like two two realms of existence. There's like the realm of unity and the the fallen realm that we inhabit. And uh, you know, people are trying to reconcile that, and you know, how do we make our peace with it and and try to be better or be more like God or our best selves or whatever. Um, but uh, I don't know how I got going on that anyway. So the Gnostics, like the classical Gnostics, the thing is they didn't have like a formal church. They, that's why they were really antithetical to like the growing hierarchy of the Roman Catholic Church. They said that the sacrament isn't meaningful uh, because the world is fallen and sinful, the material world, they're like you. They wanna be thoughts embodied, not, not even embodied consciousness. They just think the universe is pure consciousness. And then uh, there's, there's the monad, which is like the realm of pure unity. And then there's these aeons, which are these dyadic like value concepts that come together in pairs. And then I don't remember what they all are, but you know, like strength and knowledge and you know, whatever. And then the last one is Sophia, which means wisdom. And she's the only one that didn't have a pair. And she wanted to create too. Like she was an emanation from the monad, like all these other aeons. And, but because she was not paired off and also not of the monad, she was the last emanation from it. So she was the weakest, the least godlike, but still godlike, you know, in terms of like a, a Neoplatonic, like God as a, a conceptual unity that we can't really understand. Um, you know, it becomes the void. It becomes like the same thing as nothing at some point because you can't understand it. The Gnostics called that point like Bythus, which is like the point at which the unknowable God enters our world. But, and the question is like, how and what is God at that point in a fall? How, what does it mean for God to exist in a fallen world? What does it mean for us to be made in God's image, but we're sinful? How could we be sinful if we're, you know what I mean? All, all these age old, of course. And the people will continue to ask them for millennia, hopefully. But the like, the, the Gnostics believed that Sophia created this like demon like twisted shadow god called like Yalbadoth, or it's basically like nation of islam shit at this point but and it, he has other names too but be, he's not godlike or he is he's he, he the, the demiurge is the big one and that's straight out of plato but the not like that's a gnostic term and it's the creator of this world and uh he thinks he's god he doesn't know 
that he's a twisted emanation from Sophia. And this whole world is his. And that's why like the fallen humans think this world is all there is. And they think the flesh is all there is. And I think it's like a metaphor for thinking like your small s self is all there is versus like your infinite internal one self, which is like connected to God and you know, all that, which is, that's basically what they teach because that God, the, the fallen blinds demiurge still weakly comes from Sophia. Uh, his creation, which includes humans, somehow like Sophia snuck in the divine spark of like the monad and like God into like the humans, like into our hearts, into our beings. So we are walking around asleep, not knowing that we're, this world is not all there is and that we're actually part of a much greater whole and much greater creation. And what gnosis is Greek for knowledge. And it doesn't mean like I learned something. It's like you awaken to that knowledge that there's more than just what you think TC is, than what the world perceives TC to be. You know what I mean? And like, we're all a much bigger whole and we all are the much bigger whole. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just part of it. Like, we see the entirety in each part of it. Like, I, it's, it's hard that it seems like everyone kind of all throughout time, all mystic thought kind of gravitates around those kind of universalities. But the Gnostics were the ones to articulate it in like the first one or 200 years after the church. So they get fucking wiped out by the church. There's this guy, Irenaeus. You know about the Streisand effect? Yes. Like he, the Gnostics Streisand affected because Irenaeus wrote like the, the main attack on the Gnostics. There's, that's the only record we have of them for millennia is his actual attack. No one even knew, like, you kind of know there's these guys, they got stamped out. Some people think like at least portions of them were invented by the Catholic church. There were theories like so that they could have an enemy to justify their own existence. Uh, Probably useful to uh, define the Streisand effect for anyone who wasn't aware. Uh, Barbara Streisand uh, had a photo taken of her Malibu estate um, and she sued to have the photo removed. And uh, the vast, 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 vast majority of people who ever saw the photo saw it as a result of the press coverage around the uh, court case rather than the initial publishing. Damn, dude. It's, dude, I, we're not videotaping this. TC had his phone out earlier. It was down for that. That was not read off a phone. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> that was very impressive. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. If, if people were hearing normal. it, you would have thought you just Googled that. <clears throat> no. That no, was a rattle yeah, off. He rattled. He rattled it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, dude, that's more impressive than my blabbering on, on into dead ends. I disagree. I was in, yeah, I, I did not go that far with them. And, uh, I don't know. was skeptical of all of your Gnostic related Instagram stories, but I don't know, dude, I, no, I was, I was, I was, I'm still going ride. somewhere I was with this, dude. It. Oh, I got, dude, I'm connecting this to Excel. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I just uh, say, go, go on. Because I do think like God throughout my life, I won't tell all of these stories, but he has like put information in my path about mysticism and fucking uh, like this kind of shit and Gnosticism uh, in ways that I've ignored, like many ways. Like, but I think I just like wasn't ready for it, whatever. Um, you know, if you were all powerful, I hope that you could anticipate that. Well, who's to say... 
That's why, like, when we were talking the other week, when you were like, why I feel like you- most of the time in these arguments, you just happily concede he's not all, all powerful. And I don't know, dude. I have a tough time understanding what's going on then. I happily concede that God is not all, all powerful. Yeah, I think so. No, this is what I think, dude. Basically, if I can do it real quick, there's the unity realm, the monad. That's like the, we can only conceive of that God as a perfect wholeness, right? We can only conceive of God in terms of what he is not, which is everything we know. Like no one, you can't point to anything in existence or in this world and be like, that's God. That's what God is. Like by definition, God is something that is greater than the entirety of what we can perceive and know. Sure. Fair? So far? Yeah. So we know that we're in this realm. We're some sort of like perceiving apparatus. Like I know I am. Like you, I'm pretty sure you think you are. A perceiving apparatus? Sure. Yeah, a consciousness. Yeah. You know what I mean? um hold on i'm going somewhere with this yeah yeah yeah. so i think what basically happened it's like the sophia myth gets at it dude so if you're a unity of consciousness like you're everything right you know everything there's not even time yet like we're getting ahead of ourselves for true detective but time can't exist yet but it also does exist there like you the n exists and the negative n exists you know like imaginary numbers the square root of negative numbers they don't actually exist in the world, but they exist in our minds. We have to imagine them to be able to do like differential equations with negative numbers. Like you sure. conceptually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't the, have negative one cameras. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like things exist in, in the thought realm that don't exist in the physical realm. But I believe everything in the thought realm does have an existence. Like it's all real. As soon as you've imagined something, it's to be clear. Real. I chose cameras because there's one in front of us. Yeah, but it's actually a pretty it good. It's like a pretty a, good example. A random pick, otherwise. That's a pretty good example, though. You know, lenses, light, taking stuff in, perceiving, <laughs> consciousness, aperture, sure, click, sure. Sony, 4K, wide. Now you're just reading the things <laughs> written on the camera. Uh, but like, so if you're God and you want to know yourself. How do you do that if you already know everything? Yeah, but I would think you just would already know. I know, but the only way my, you can't, but like you want to find something out. You can't tell God that he can't, he's incapable of finding something out, right? I mean, I think that I would think that he's incapable of finding something out. Well, then he's not God because he's not infinite. There's, there's something he can't do. Yeah, I mean, I, he's got to be able to, me to do like, both. Uh, from from where to, I sit, it seems like there's lots of things he can't do. He gets plausibly. to break our brain. He gets to hold every paradox. Uh, the, the most famous example being uh, making a burrito so hot that he couldn't eat it. Yeah, I hate all that cutesy shit. But yeah, it holds every paradox. Nah, whatever, dude. You can hate it or not hate it. It's still making a point. Yeah, he could also eat the burrito and die because it was so hot and come back to life. I mean, you know, if he can die, it seems pretty fallible. Yeah, but unless he wants to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think creation is. The act of creation. Think about what you do when you create a narrative, when you're sitting in this room and your brain is low-key telling you a story of what's going on here. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. You're picking out billions of input. Mm -hmm. You're narrowing it down to maybe 100. And then your consciousness is only kicking around like six. Mm -hmm. What you just did, infinity is around you right now. But not, not infinity, per- but yeah. What, what's a large missing? Number. What's missing? What do you mean? Tell me the things that you think are not around you right now. Yeah, I can't see the neighbor's house two doors like, down. You just have to expand the lens, though. You see what I'm saying? Like infinity is all around you. You're only perceiving 
the TC size portion of it. Yeah. To, to perceive the universe, to perceive anything, you have to break it. You, can, you have to occlude your own vision. Sure. That's what we talk about with trauma. That's what kids do with traumatic experiences. That's what our psyches do with things that we can't handle or that we don't need to handle or that it thinks aren't relevant or whatever. And so, and we as beings created in God's image, all we're ever trying to do is find out about our environment, which is another way of saying, find out how it relates to us, like so that we can survive and thrive in it. And we're, I do believe we're created in God's image and it makes sense to think of creation in the sense of God finding out about us and himself and his own creation through us by experiencing the world through us. Like it seems more controversial when you talk about yourself. Everyone can kind of get all, you know, lovey-dovey if I'm like, I look at TC and I see God because that's God's creation. And he, there's aspects Thank of you. God in him. Okay, yeah, I do. I do see that. But then if I'm like, and that goes for me too. Everyone's like, we're going to 5150 you. Like you ain't God, buddy. You know what I mean? But it's like, I, the only way you can relate to anything is by drawing an analogy to yourself in one way or another. I mean, I really do because you're your own instrument of perception. And so maybe this is the only way I can conceive. Is 5150 a sufficiently accessible reference? We're going to involuntarily, we're going to have you involuntarily committed. There you go. Um, but so anyway, I'm just saying the act of creation is in Sorry many to be ways, the reference. No, I, I think it's good. I think okay. it's helpful. But I think when we just what a nerd when, when we create, is, that, is I don't care. I'm going to finish this point. Uh, you're, I'm sorry, you're, I'm not trying no, to dude, you're just you're part of uh, the demiurge's world of resisting the <laughs> gnosis coming out, which does happen all the time, dude. When we first started hanging out, I tried I'm not to, trying to stop. No, you dude, I tried point. telling you about this at the lake, and you taught every time cut me off for like an hour and i i like walked away and i was like he's just not ready dude you can't force like or it's like but really what i think is other things were going on but uh, yeah dude i get that not I everyone wants be, to talk about this stuff but, i mean like it's there's definitely times i'm on drugs that i would like to but there's other times where like that's just no no i get it dude this is required like a good amount of like quietly listening with a good amount of focus like yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. always available to me me too dude i yeah. know that's why i wake up in the morning and like read and think about this and then go about my day uh like it's not like this is all i do but in the morning it's like a nice vibe it's just what i'm i don't know but uh that's what i really do think it like makes sense so basically to tie the loop on it they think jesus is like the consort of sophia and he's like an emissary from the void between the realm of unity and this realm. He's like a trickster figure almost, which you know I think I'm a trickster figure. And so he basically like comes down into this world to show us about the God world, but he also takes humans back up into the God world with Sophia, kind of redeeming her whole kind of weird fucked up crea uh, creation of this world. Because, <clears throat> you know, at least in like the version of Gnosticism that I like, uh, like did they say that he said all that <clears throat> jesus yeah well they have a lot of lost gospels so uh there's like you know because there's like a 300 year period where the church is figuring out what's the bible and um i pitched jake on a a key and peel sketch uh around that idea and he i don't think he liked it huh like it was okay. like a selection sign like you know in the ncaa tournament they'll have yeah, the yeah, teams yeah, that are yeah. on the bubble yeah. 
It's thinking about like, you know. That for books of the Bible? Mary Magdalene's Gospels. Like, yeah, you know, they yeah, got a yeah, camera yeah. on them. It's Key and Peel. Yeah. I, I can see how that would be It's funny. pretty good, I think. Oh, they actually did that? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a funny concept. But I got it. It's got legs. I'm going to send them a spec script and okay. they might do they it. They don't make the show anymore, but. I mean, maybe they'll bring it back for that. <laughs> they could. Yeah. So you know about these lost gospels, the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Judas. I do. The gospel. Those are all Gnostic gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why I brought those up, but. Oh, yeah. get, how do we get into Excel? Oh, yeah. So I found out about this guy, dude. This is what I'm talking about. God keeping knowledge from you. Like, for example, like I never took the class that you're supposed to take when you major in religion. That is all about individuals who like have individual religious experiences, which I then had like Hmm. at at Trinity. I was like- You had a religious experience at Trinity? No, no, no. At Trinity, they had a class where they They basically taught Emile Durkheim and William James, like the varieties of religious experience, Uh which is like the first modern study of individuals, like having mystical convictions, like out of the blue, which I had like when I got fired. I had no idea that William James had wrote about that or had written about that because when I was at Trinity, they were like, this is the class that you take if you major in religion. And I was like, is it required? And they're like, it's strongly recommended. And I was like, sounds like it's not required. Have you ever done anything that was strongly recommended? (laughs) I mean, if I wanted to, uh, but I didn't. Uh, But it was hard. It was considered to be very difficult, like a lot of reading and, you know, I was a senior trying to hang out. But I think it's like, if I knew about the academic aspects of it, it might've, it, invariably would have changed the way I went about it. And I think maybe I wouldn't have accepted it the right way. Interesting. Um, and I was thinking about that because I found a book by a guy who started teaching at Rice. I mean, you like, you're kind of like glossing over like, well, of course I had a religious experience when I got fired. Do you yeah, want to like dude. talk about that anymore? Yeah. I mean, I have Seems to. like the kind yeah, of thing yeah, you yeah. can't mention offhand. I thought I've taught, I've like alluded to it like a lot. I basically, well, okay. it's so hard to talk about, you know, about it more I don't want to talk about it without drawing like continuity into some of my earlier experiences, but to put it short, yeah, I did have what I would call a, a maze way resynthesis in terms of like completely upending the way I, I view the world, uh, around the time. And I would say in connection with getting fired. Did you see the image of the Virgin? I saw God in the sun and felt him in my heart at the same time while listening to a Mac Miller song that I later found out the part of the song I was listening to, Mac Miller asked John Bryan to compose a instrumental outro that would sound like ascending to heaven. Wow. That, yeah. I don't think I've ever shared that with anyone. That's what was playing. And I looked up Trump style and saw the sun and knew that the sun was also <laughs> in my heart and that they were both God. I, yeah. So that's, that's kind of a short cool, man. Dude. Yeah. Um, is I that how you say it? I thought it was just Brian. Brian. That's, I mean, how, I know, I that's it. how it's spelled. Well, that's the sound of me mentally sounding out the syllables. Okay. Like I don't, because I'm always like By- Byron, By- 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 I just Brian. Think, I think it's John Brian. Brian. It's like spelled, B-R-Y-A-N. It, no, it's spelled B-R-I-O-N. I know how it's spelled. I'm just saying I think the pronunciation is the exact same as B-R-Y-A-N. We could easily find this out. But I'm not sure. And so that's why I was yeah. asking you. He, I know he did. Yeah, I don't know. But then you showed some uh, lack of confidence. So I was like, well, yeah. allow me to step in I and speak no authoritatively noses. about that yeah, matter yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asking about two seconds ago. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, yeah. I When I found that that's out, the I was kind of like, uncertainty this is I pretty fucked on. up, dude. 
I mean, but talk about the certainty of Fucked being like, up. I felt God hearing that music. And then like a week later, it's like, oh yeah, we, we composed that. It's yeah. Like, we were trying to like, make people feel God. Oh my God. God and now it, he dude. is in heaven. And was <laughs> as all this was occurring, right? Yeah. RIP. Yeah. So, he's dead. So yeah. So I don't know. It's a lot of levels. Yeah, dude. Definitely. It was fucked up, man. I mean, it was cool, but I knew kind of, I had gone through similar experiences before. Uh, I'd had like similar, you know, times in my life where I saw things differently, which that's where I just need a little more time to get into. But uh, anyway, dude, so this guy started teaching at Rice right when I would have gone to Rice if I got in from Excel. That was a big thing. I that was just a couple month period in in, in my life where they I were feel obsessed like with Rice. The whole, yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, Christy and I almost said the name of a student. Um, both got like MBAs there. And I stuff. think that's why they did it. I think it like imprinted on everybody that rice is so important and such like the, the, the golden ring. I agree. There are so many Excel staff and kids who became staff and you like see. And like, I mean, like if you live in the Houston area and like would like to attend a university, like it it's, is it's head and shoulders above the other ones. Yeah, definitely. Dude, um, yeah. You know, I'm not against rice. Going dude. back to first man, you know, I'm a little bit bitter that I got rejected from there, but I understand why they did. But yeah, there was you, you applied there. You, you know, the, didn't we talk about this? I yeah 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 we did we did we I did. thought we kind of get yeah I'm not trying. They were obsessed with it as like because it was right when the fucking SAT shit was popping off, and the, the all our scores were good enough to get in. I think the thing was they never had someone that had gotten the score that you had. And I think that they were kind of like, so what's this get us? Exactly. They were like, how far can we fucking push this? Like, yeah, can we get yeah. this kid into fucking Harvard or something? Like, like then what you think about how many fucking parents are going to be like, exactly. Cause then, you know, at, what you do, like the basic sales pitch of these things, you tell them the best case scenario and assure them, of course that will happen yeah. to them. Like this kid got kicked out of school and now he's going to rice. Exactly. That the checks yeah. write themselves. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, you ahead. know how many fucking lake houses we're going to build off that shit? Yeah. Saying he's going to Trinity and he got a really nice scholarship. <laughs> they're like what trinity what? it's all right What's that? Now, most people know. are like is that in connecticut like, yeah yeah i mean one of them changed their name now well the, the truly the og in dc dublin dublin sure yeah that's another one definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh it's fucking tight i mean as you might imagine <laughs> it is the preeminent institution in that country but Dude, like I'm, it's I'm, in the middle of the fucking city and it's like big green fields it's really fucking i want to go over there and see all these schools and stuff because i the thomas cromwell novel is like a he was the guy who took all the monasteries and made them schools uh okay. so it makes them like a lot more interesting to me but yeah. they, they hate ireland dude of course it's they like do. They hated Thomas Cromwell. One of the worst rumors they spread about him, they were like, you know, his mom was fucking Irish. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the yeah, worst insult. I, yeah, no. They, Pretty tight. Anyway, dude, so this dude, I'm just saying, I think God protected me from no, meeting this dude because I would have taken his class. I mean, I majored in religion at Trinity. Like, I took religion classes. I was really interested in people thinking God gave them license to do things after Excel for some reason. <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um so i would have taken this guy's class but i think it would have like because yeah i don't know if this has been a stat like you, you you majored in religion and at the time you were doing so it did not have strong religious beliefs as you do now 
Very much the case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I think, like would you say that you did not believe in God at the time you were majoring in religion? Yeah, I got to Trinity and I went to church my first semester with a dude I knew who was religious, mm-hmm. but it was more, I was like, this will keep me out of trouble. Hang with the good crowd, you know? I, yeah, I did that I, and a little I, bit. I like church kids, dude. I like church culture. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Would not agree with that statement. I mean, I've, I have fond memories of some of my church experiences as a youth. I mean, like we, you know, I was at Sunday school every week and it was, it felt more alienating than regular school, which was otherwise the most alienating experience I was going through. So see, for me, it was a solace and I felt, I always felt kind of accepted there almost always. And the it first felt like we're somewhere I was pointedly like that. It was going to be a big fucking problem if I acted like myself. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really, I feel blessed to have had like a few good years as an adolescent where I had, I was friends with a minister's kid. So I there, went to the there were group. moments like uh, the, for confirmation class, the person teaching the class was the mother of a girl who lived in my neighborhood. So like I, w- I like was not friends with her, like especially or anything. I mean, she's cool. Like I think she still lives in the area. You know, I, 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 I have a positive opinion of her, but it's not like we were hanging out all the time. That's what I'm saying. Um, but like, you know, she viewed me as a neighborhood kid, the mother. Uh-huh. And so uh, they made a mistake that the public schools never would have uh, imagined being so foolish to make and put me in the same class as my best friend. Uh-huh. Um, and so we just fucked around hardcore the whole time. And yeah. uh, she like went to the people, the teacher did. The one that I was like, I mean, I wasn't fucking around with her, but I was fucking around as she was trying to teach. And uh, she like went to them and was like, yeah, I just think he's bored. I think that all of this is like not enough to hold his attention. And uh, if you have something more advanced, you should try that. That's good. And uh, so they, instead of like having me go to confirmation classes and they still let me get confirmed. So, you know, don't tell the Pope. Um, they just had me go with like, I don't know, 17 year olds who were like talking about their thoughts. Like, like they would like read a short thing and then just like discuss it. Like it was a college class. We should do that on this podcast. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Like, I I mean, like, I don't know. It wasn't like my favorite thing, you know, like I I don't really care about a lot of the Bible passages. Yeah. I don't, Um, I don't read the Bible as much, but, uh, you know, like I, it's certainly like the, the thing of me being in a situation where I felt like I could fuck around. Like I did not, I didn't want to fuck around in that situation. Like that, I, you know, I mean like in any situation you kind of want to impress the people you're around. And I thought that fucking around in the other class would impress my best friend. And I was correct. He thought that was funny. I didn't think that these kids would think that that was funny or that it would impress them. I thought that, you know, trying to seriously engage and make good points was the way to uh, yeah. gain currency in this situation. That's what we had as middle schoolers because the, the kid's dad was the minister and he's smart as fuck. Like the, his mom taught at Princeton Theological Seminary and then he, I looked him up, my, my old friend is a professor of physics at MIT. Oh, so they were, he was bringing it as a kid. Yeah. You know, we were thinking hard about God and stuff, but also like learning how to jerk off. So it was like a, yeah. a weird time. Love jerking. Uh, for sure. And mm-hmm. I remember like talking to it, like thinking it through, being like, I mean, is this okay? And be like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. We'll figure <laughs> like, it out later. Pretty sure it's fine. But uh, fucking get this, dude. My first time in Sunday school when my parents made me go, they were like, it was all like of a piece. They were like, go fucking hang out, good influence, da da da. You know, and then I did like it. 
Um, but the first Sunday school I went to was the guy who taught it told his life story and was Hell just yeah. like, I don't, I, he was a sales guy, I think, but basically he was okay, fucking me a little bit. He was like baller at sales. He moved out to LA. Just we're 12 years old. He just like was Kenny Powers. Uh, <laughs> and just like, he's just or, like uh, Trump with the boy scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but he's teaching Sunday school. Yeah. So he's just like, and I was drunk all the time, like doing coke all the time, crashing my car all the time. Like, and then he like had one final incident, of course. And his wife was like, I'm not living this way. And if you want to, I'm not living with you or like something like that. And he, he came home, you know, packed it all up, came back to New Jersey, got it together, you know, and, and decided, you know, to have kids and uh, teach Sunday school. And I remember like thinking to myself, like, that is the perfect life plan. <laughs> like that's that's how I want to do it, and I, is how I did it. Like I didn't mean to. Like you didn't do any out, coke in L.A. I didn't do any coke ever. Yeah. But like I did go like pursue a completely false life of like what I thought I wanted, uh, and then completely flamed out at midlife and became a man of God. And so I, I find that very interesting. Like again, I think that was like put in my path for a reason, but. This guy at Rice, I was not ready to meet him, dude, and I would have, uh, but instead I went and lived it. You know how we talked about Dan's question about like what would you do with? Uh, Sorry, I know you said two seconds ago the guy at Rice. Dan, he, dude, uh, I've been getting into him, dude, because of Gnosticism, man. He's like the one that uh, talked about the religious experiences. No, well, that's William James, dude. That's like from 1896. I understand that William James is also who you're referring to yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. So just this saying, guy at Rice, I haven't of, gotten to him yet. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. He's a, he's a professor then at Rice. that's why I yeah, don't yeah. understand his significance. He, I, I wrote his name down because I'm reading his book. There's something, Kripal, Kripal, K-R-I-P-A-L. He's sick, dude. Uh, so he basically, he's like, all my life, I've been obsessed like with the Gnostics I think and sexuality and religion and like creation, but also like science fiction and comic books and like especially the X-Men. And because you know how we talked about like Dan's question, like what would you do if you ran Excel? And I was like, I would turn it into dark Xavier Mansion, aka when Magneto runs it, yeah. for, because we're actually special. Uh, and like, that's just what I think it should be for yeah. people like us. Uh, so this dude who has like had similar experiences all his life, he's like, this book is for anyone who's had, who is always thinking about like what is creation and is obsessed with science fiction in those terms and doesn't know why. And I was like, fucking cha-ching dude. And so his main thesis is conceptually, uh, there's Xavier's mansion in New York and the Esalen Institute in Big Sur in California, like south of San Jose. Is that real? Esalen, yeah. It's, have you watched Mad Men? No, okay. you know that. I ask it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for a lot of shows, I feel like you've seen some of them, but not all, and so I never know. Esalen plays a big role in, in the end of Mad Men. I mean, uh, Xavier's Mansion is not real. Right, except okay. I, it, if you're a platinist, once it's been thought of, it is real. But it's I not not in this realm. Respect that, be it. Not Go in ahead. this realm. Uh, but in his realms, it is. And so Esalen is like, a, you know, California, same early 60s, human potential movement. 
And it's basically like, it's like evolutionary transhumanism, basically like taking that, the mystic role of like God is life and finding out about yourself. Life is a process of evolution. Uh, we're here to reach our fullest potential and find out about ourselves. And they had a lot of money, basically True Detective season two, uh, Annie's dad's place is based on Esalen. That's, okay. es that is Esalen basically. Uh, so he's like, Xavier's mansion and Esalen are the same thing because mystics are mutants, because mystic experiences are pockets of evolutionary potential that impose themselves from these extra sensory and larger than human forces that focus in through people who are more sensitive than other people. And they get like seized with these visions of what life could be like different from the way it is now better, worse, depending on the quality of the vision, the person's context, what they think it means, blah, blah, blah. But what Esalen is all about is like looking at that and seeing what's the best we can make of this and how can we push humanity and life and the universe like in the direction it's going anyway. Like, which is maybe another way of saying, how can we align ourselves with it? Obviously, True Detective season two makes the point, you also do have to be aware that there are wolves at the door. Like you can't just be like, it's all love and God will take care of it. Like you need, you know, as, as McConaughey said, you need bad men to, you know, to keep the bad man at the door, but it's still like a beautiful idea. Uh, and so he's like Xavier in the East, Esalen in the West kind of synthesize like the mystical pro project, like one's fictional, one's real, you know, one's like a retreat from the Eastern establishment. One's like a new establishment and that's what we need to do. But my thesis, dude, is there's a dark third shadow institute in this constellation of mid-century human potential movements. Do I have to say it? You're referring to Synanon. Yes. Yeah. How fucking, I mean, right? It like makes sense in this trilogy. And then it's weird that I brought up Magneto and the X-Mansion with respect to Excel. And I think it makes more sense because we're teenagers who were taken there to be like experimented on which is like in all the new X-Men movies, like when it goes dark, that's how it goes. Like, did you see the new mutants? It's what it is. It's like, it's pretty cool to fucking think about. It's like a TV show? No, it's like the last X-Men movie. It's like, just called Mutants? It's called The New Mutants. It's like a movie that came out like two years ago. No. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty good i know that you're right about this you must be i thought it was good i liked it a lot but, uh, but it's like the idea that there's an x-men movie i've never at, heard of seems you know, like unlikely mr sinister they're at the sinister institute and they're being like experimented on was like no one in it the girl from the queen's gambit was the lead okay it's good i mean it's like a teen you know x-men movie and the girl from game of thrones i guess was also in it yeah she is in it it's, I, I thought it was pretty well done. I mean, but I went to Excel. Yeah, this came out last year. I'm going to bet that there's probably a lot of things that snuck by me last year. Yeah. Anyway, so... Just that's the, whenever the, you're not going to <laughs> movies and theaters, when yeah, you yeah. see trailers. Well, this movie has been on my radar for... You know, I'm an, I'm an ex-head. You know, I'm sorry. I know, dude, sorry but I, I would like to say that I am too. And then you're going to be like, well, you didn't know about it. And I'm, and I'm know mad about, about new, it already. The New Mutants is like a... Where we got, you, you don't care. This isn't that kind of podcast. I don't, withdrawn. <laughs> this is another thing, like religious experiences. You just eventually learn that people don't want to hear it. No one wants to hear about X-Men. No it's one like wants your to hear dreams. 
Yeah, exactly. I used to mm -hmm. be the number one guy to tell people to shut the fuck up when they were talking about their dreams. Now I'm like, tell me everything. <clears throat> I think I told you this before, and I think that you weren't really taken by it. But uh, I uh, there's a in one of in um, but what if we're wrong? Chuck Klosterman briefly mentions the science behind. Like the the part of your brain that like experiences things emotion, like just the part of your brain that's on during dreams is like definitionally not interesting to other people. Like that that you are feeling well, things, right. like you're feeling things much beyond the like literal events. You know, like things are more likely to blow your mind. And then like once you're awake and the other person's brain is configured differently than you than yours was when you were dreaming, that's why it's not interesting to them. It's been years since I read a word written by Chuck Klosterman, but one of the reasons to your for detriment. that, well, it's not like I've read zero. And one of the reasons I've been reluctant to afterwards is I remember walking away with sort of a taste of this guy's purporting to speak for me and, and I feel an injustice in that because it's, that's not my experience. I think he makes great points. I believe you. I, I can tell. And I know m many more people think that about him than think that about me. Uh, but I don't agree with any of that, dude. That's not right. It's like, I mean, it's just science. I mean, it's you not that one of these, it's, it's just Trump or anti-science people. I'm definitely anti, anti-scientism. Does that make sense? Nope. I mean, yeah, we are a little religious with the, I believe scientists in my opinion right now, which sure, doesn't yeah, bother yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I am irrational. And I think as a society, we've overvalued Although it's been interesting to see. I mean, like obviously the most prominent example of that is like, uh, <coughs> you know, using it as a cudgel to hit people who don't want to wear masks, which like, you know, I don't know. I don't hate that you want to hit, like throughout most of the last year, it seemed pretty prudent to wear masks. And so like- probably. I was wearing masks when they told us not to. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah but uh you know it's it's been interesting in the last like month or two i don't want to over uh state this it's not like i see this every day in my lived experience but uh you know the the same people that were like yeah you fucking idiot wear a mask believe science now mm -hmm. that like the cdc has changed the guidelines they're still wearing the masks and getting mad at you for not and, right. Uh, so they don't believe science in that case because science is a process where we are continually revealing errors that we did not see before. I wouldn't even say it's an error. I would just say the circumstances yeah, or have learning changed. new things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it, it makes me think that uh, maybe what you were doing wasn't necessarily believing science, yeah. but that there was a group that you had already identified as the out group, and you wanted to hit them in whatever way you could. I think that's right. And whatever, dude, that out particular outgroup's not my outgroup, so I don't really care. I'm trying not to have an outgroup. That's my goal. Like for you personally? Yeah. I have concentric circles I of guess. concern. You got to make choices at some point, Alex. Concentric, concentric circles of concern. That's, that's my working theory of it. So like you don't get the same amount of concern that my daughter gets, but you get more than like a guy on the street because I know you. But the guy on the street is an outgroup. You know what I mean? Like, just because I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? And it just get, the circles just keep getting bigger out there. I think at some point that they cross, like, I don't think you're solving the problem. 
No, because the outer circles, there's no problem, dude. It's just life, dude. You're just living life, figuring out how to relate. I mean, to it people. seems like you're saying that people who identify out, who like see out groups, are bad. No, you just have to. You have to. You can't. Yeah, got you. Got to see them, but you can't see them too. You gotta. You can't make the mistake of thinking that the map is the territory. So <laughs> seriously, like you can see a map uh. without thinking it's a mountain. So if somebody is acting in a way that shows that they're going to hurt people that are in my circles of concern, they can't be in the in the same in the circles that allow them to do that. You know what I mean? And if that means that they need to be expelled from the community, they get put in the loving expulsion circle. Loving which expulsion just means circle. like, don't bother okay. us and we won't bother you. And then if they're like, no, we're going to bother you, then they get put in the like, you're fucking with me circle. And we're just trying to incapacitate you so you don't fuck with us anymore. That's all. Basically like how Norway put the guy who shot up all those kids in the PlayStation jail. What about people who don't like rap music? They, can, they don't have to like it. I don't make it for them. What do you mean? I mean, I think because you're like, you know, now geared towards, uh, you know, proving that you've got this concentric circles thing working and you control, uh, you like, I can't prove that you feel another way. Well, um, if I fall in a, if I, when I, I might feel another way, but I don't think it's I impossible act. for me to identify a group that you would then treat in the way of, I have group. it in my heart to treat people as a member of the out group. Obviously okay, dude, I'm okay. a human animal. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of what we do. But, dude, Jesus told us how Surely not to do Surely there's some that. opinions that you would find sufficiently reprehensible. Nah. Oh, like it's okay to molest kids? I would just say you don't get into to be in the circle that is near kids. But, I, you know, I'm not going to kill you. Be good with them. I mean, am I good with them? What does that mean? I'm not good with them. Like they're in a pretty far out circle. They're not hanging out. What what way is this circle Unless, different from? Don't end up group? if you're jacking with me and you, it turns out that you're you know you're a sex offender. And you're, fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, no, answer the question. What is it? In what way is this special loving expulsion circle that you're putting the sex offenders in? Uh, how is that different from an out group? Oh, because if then this is where we have to like get into like more of the kind of hypotheticals that you would like. Um, they're in, in, okay. So there, I don't know if they're making choices or if they're literally wired a certain way. I seems like they're wired a certain way. Well, it's always like a degree, right? You, you know, the case of that guy in New Jersey with the brain injury and everything. Yeah. And the but, Charles Whitman one also right. looms large. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't know that they had tumors. For anyone who is not aware, there was a dude who, uh, it was child porn, right? Like he didn't yeah, yeah, actually yeah. touch kids. He, he, I think. But, but there, he, I think there are cases a, where they do touch kids. He had too. a, I think that he like grew a brain tumor that they took out. And after they took it out, he had a desire to watch child porn no, that he was way. incapable was, of stopping. It was, he, he, the tumor grew. He started watching porn and no one could understand it. They took the tumor out, it went away. It can't, tumor grew back and he's just like, can't get enough child porn again. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Cause it was like, uh, I don't think that there was a out and in and out. I think it's whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, and well, then, uh, we could be thinking of two different perverts. Probably not. I think there's more than one of these guys. And then uh, Charles Whitman, 
what would it, what exactly do you remember the specifics there it was either a tbi or a tumor he was uh i'm pretty sure it was a tumor i just i don't remember like the so he was a veteran that climbed the clock tower yeah had, ut and UT. started opening fire you know killed several people let me ask you something and eh, never mind nah what do you think it's morbid if you were related to the person that shot that guy if you brought that up over and over again <laughs> If you were related to the police officer that shot Charles Whitman and you brought it up as like cocktail party chatter more than once. I mean, it's the cut like a, he hadn't come up. You're just in Austin. So the clock tower is visible at all times. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the cut. I mean, I, I could like just imagine be, I would, I, for me, that would be a bind because there's, there's a lot of other shit that like, it's obviously fucking dumb for me to bring up. Like I'm shoehorning it in, but like, I can't fucking help it. Like, I don't know. And I don't like it about myself. So I'm just, I, you're mentioning the thing and I'm sure that you met someone who did this a couple yeah, times. I know. I know yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I'm just thinking like, I know how that guy, I know how I would feel about myself after like the third time I brought it up <laughs> and I would feel like a total piece of shit. I would fucking hate myself. And then the fourth time I would do it anyways, you know, like, <laughs> so you're right. It sucks. Uh, I didn't say it sucked. I just well, wanted I think to know your sucks. perspective. I think yeah, it sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also think that I would do it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I what I really envisioned for the child molesters, they should work the oil rigs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surely you see problems with like uh, forced labor. I know, well, pay the market rates for oil rig workers, dude. They'll be in the 1%. But, but whatever, whenever I say that, like, uh, you know, I don't know that we should have reasonable health care. The thing that people then this doesn't actually happen that much. Uh, but you know, jump to is like that, you know, you're forcing someone to work in the cornfields and it feels like you're, uh, incorporating the worst parts of communism, uh, without any of the, For the like, other lessons? aims. Yeah. Well, I guess I would be like, well, okay. An I, actual society where we say the only job that we're okay with you do it, like it's pretty fucked well, up. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm an experienced collective bargainer. So I'm just imagining if I was negotiating with Nambla on yeah. behalf of uh -huh. everyone else, uh -huh. like how I would approach it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you guys seem to like hanging out with each other. Like, you know, like <laughs> What you, can we do? We know your preference, like you're number one for who you hang out with. And but, we're saying you can't do that. <laughs> Yeah. So it seems Let's like you guys like each too. other, you know? <laughs> yeah. We, we don't really like you. Do so, they Do they like hanging out with each other? Well, I read a book about this. It's a good book. It's called uh, in The Lost Memory of Skin. And uh, it's about a kid who has to go live in a pedophile colony because I think he it's like a classic. It's a while since I read this. But like, you know, teenage girlfriend, 19-year-old dude. I think it was something like that or something. But he has to go live with the pedophiles and like, what's that like and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then his mom is... This is fictitious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like the his mom, I think, is dating some professor who's like got a food addiction. So it's kind of like they're the same thing. Yeah. You know, what What, what do they have in common? You know, it kind of makes sense. It's mm -hmm. an interesting book. But that, that was set like in one of those communities in Florida where they just end up like living yeah. under the overpass and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't do something like that. I'm saying like the oil rig workers, like the oil companies set up camps for the for them. I don't think it's humane to force anyone to do a specific profession. Well, they can chill, dude. Play PlayStation, dude. But I mean, you should do something, you know, organize your files or, you know, whatever. I, I don't I'm know. just kind of saying that that level of 
Yeah, but authority over another person's life by the state seems like the kind of thing that you'd previously been opposed to. Yeah, but I'm saying these are guys who want to have that authority sexually over children themselves. That's why they can't be in society. Yeah, no, I'm not pro. It's it's like I I was reading this book called Hierarchy in the Forest, uh, you know, about dominance and submission, like in the primate genome. And this this blew my mind, dude. He was like, you know, it's all about who's who's the alpha male who's dominant and making the group submit, but what's happening when someone kills the alpha male, dude? That's the dominance of the group. Like the group is actually, all of these betas in the group have dominance in their heart. They just don't have the strength to enact it unless they get together. And that's like, that's what's going on in democracy, in progress, everything. It's like the group is taking their heretofore ineffectual, uh like dominant heart and combining them to overcome even the most you know uh vile like self-server among us individually to be like collectively we will be so much more evil than you like we will put you out of commission which is kind of like what the government is at this point like it's like we keep everything on an even keel i know you don't think we do but it'll be worse if we're not here and we don't care if you believe us because we'll fucking kill you or put you in a box if you don't do what we say. Like, I mean, they're the biggest thugs in the history of humanity. Um, but it started from a place of being like, we don't want this ape to keep, you know, telling us we can't have food, like in the pack or whatever. Yeah. So at some point you have to be like, these people are breaking the rules that allow us to be cooperative animals. And if you're fucking our children up to the point that our children like, have sex fucked up for them like that makes procreation like scary you know what i mean it's like that's threatening to the entire species so you can't you it's like mean girls dude you can't sit with us i i mean you can't you're just you can't so they have to be excluded if they're going to act that way whether they deserve it or not doesn't really matter because whatever level of culpability they have it has to be greater than the six-year-old you know what i mean like i sure you have to err on the side of protecting them so yeah. maybe the compromise there is yeah you don't have to work the oil rigs or the cornfield or whatever but you're you can't you're gonna play playstation then you know what i mean like you're you can't really be around kids ever because you'll try it dude we we know you you know yeah i was uh <laughs> so you know katie from two episodes ago yes um I had, a, I had a wonderful Saturday uh, hanging out with her, and uh, I, I'd like briefly met her husband before, uh, uh -huh. but not not engaged in extended conversation. Now I've had that opportunity. Seems like a swell guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was telling us about. Uh, I don't think any of this will blow your mind, but I think it you know like compliments some of the things you're saying. You know, uh -huh. I hope you'll find it interesting. Uh, he was making this as like a general point, but I think that he had seen like a specific thing where someone um, went back to, do you recall as a child the debates over blood in Mortal Kombat 2? Of course. I was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. this the other day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I think it was that uh, Sega did have it and yes. Super Nintendo didn't. Sega had it, but you had to put in a code. Yeah. And I, I think Super Nintendo, you just couldn't do it. It was sweat. But it was uh, fucking the arcade had it for sure. In Mortal Kombat 1. Okay, but in 2 it didn't have an arcade? No, no, no. So Mortal, the first Mortal Kombat, arcade had it. That's all arcade had. 
Sega had it if you put in the code during the start menu. Super Nintendo did not have it at all. Mortal Kombat 2 comes out. Sega, it, you have it straight up. Also, Super Nintendo, you have it. Super Nintendo threw in the towel in Mortal Kombat 2. There was blood. Hmm. See, because I remember that as being like one of the... I I did not care about Super, or about Mortal Kombat 1. I only cared about 2 because like I was too young for one and maybe you had to by do the a time setting you had to or maybe there were different versions of it maybe there was a, been a setting a, or like but a uh, I, I just remember that being one of the very extremely fucking rare times that the kids who had a sega weren't being laughed at oh really yeah dude, sega i was in a sucked. sega supremacist society dude <laughs> no i'm a super nintendo head yeah no yeah yeah i don't know traffic from, with those folks they did have the good x-men game yeah, I remember that. Like, there was no good Super Nintendo. There was there was a Super Nintendo X Men game, but it sucked. But the <sighs> I disagree. Really, the, the uh, Wolverine Origins one that was pretty good. Maybe I'm misremembering. But I mean, the, you know, maybe at, I'm sure at a certain point the, Super Nintendo didn't have any good X Men. The games. Sega Genesis X X Men game was good. I I agree there. Yeah, uh, probably the best X Men game. But yeah, so there there's a debate. Uh, for anyone who wasn't there, um, about uh, whether or not it was okay to have blood in a game that kids were playing. Yeah. And this was like a time when, uh, you know, like they, they found, someone went and looked at, uh, they were publishing like letters written in about this in like a game magazine. Okay. Uh, I don't, he did not say which magazine, but I will say I was a big time Game Informer subscriber. Sure really sure. liked it and they yeah. definitely had a robust letters section which yeah. was perhaps my favorite thing about the whole thing was the game like penthouse just tapping into gamer culture right you know definitely. just hearing about other gamers across the country game informer yeah that was your big one yeah you got electronic gaming nintendo monthly. the magazine you know about electronic gaming monthly i'm sure i did it i time. think that's what i read okay but it was one of those yeah nintendo power yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that My was dentist the, got that. Kind of because because it was the official thing. I Slant. couldn't respect it. Yeah, it's just fucking propaganda. Yeah, as opposed to the principal journalism Definitely. of Game Informer. Goodness, as you were talking about Mortal Kombat, I was like, that's all wild marketing, dude. Like being like, oh my god, it's so controversial. Oh my god, like I'm just now realizing that, that they were trying to <laughs> sell some games. Yeah, um, they were Streisand affecting. They were, dude. And so uh, fucking someone went and looked at all, like, just in this uh, letters section, it was a time whenever people were, like, publishing their fucking address and shit. You yeah. know, like, it was just, it was a different world. I remember that. Like, the, So they put their whole address, like, one, two, three, four. <laughs> maybe. You know, you know I mean, I'm, this is a secondhand yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, maybe okay. it's just, like, a fucking name in a town. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like definitely you get name in town. I, I agree, yeah, but yeah. But maybe they had the fucking address. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But there's some identifying details. And so they went and looked, like, what can we find out about these people? Like, you know, the people who were like, yeah, dude, more blood. Like, what became of them? Okay. And uh, uniformly, the findings here, which I think that he was indicating, like he uh, read other things that also echoed this point, uh -huh. and it's easy for me to imagine that he did because it rings true to me, is that uh, the people who were like, yeah, the blood is cool, are all just normal folks. Yeah. And all the people who wrote in that were like, you can't let them see that blood. They're going to go wild. Uh -huh. Are the people who have led violent lives. And they were taking the threat seriously 
because they knew inside themselves that it was to be taken seriously. They knew, like, you know, there's the fucking different parts. So what's like the, the moral of this story, dude? Complex family. So what? What's the... I'm just, uh, yeah, like, what do you think the takeaway is here? That uh, the only people who really understand danger are the people who are inflicting it, who are capable of inflicting it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel bad for those people, dude. They were like, yo, I'm fucked up. Keep this violent shit away from me. And we didn't. And then they became violent. Yeah, uh, like I don't know that like, I yo, agree with that fully. Like, someone's like, it's not the, our violent, job. the violent stuff fucks me up. And you're like, get out of here, you fucking freak. Maybe don't buy like, it. Why violent. shouldn't I be able to fucking play this game just because this guy can't handle it? Well, I don't His know, His parents dude. should take it away from him. I don't know, dude. It, it, you're talking shits, dude. But these people are out here being violent, dude. You know what I mean? But I just think, whatever, you, uh, you, you can attack saying, my preference for people. free sensitive. speech if you want. But uh, I don't know. I, th I think it's an interesting thing about, you know, like. Uh, no, I, I believe that what you're saying happened. Like, I see how that would be. Uh, because I think often when people are protesting things like any kind of social permissiveness or a relaxation yeah. of taboos, taboos are powerful for a reason. Like they protect us for a reason. Like yeah. uh, Hagerty, was that the religious guy that was doing meth with gays, uh, prostitutes? Mm. Ted Hagerty? Ted Hager? I think it was Hagerty. Hager. Hager. Uh, it seems like a similar thing, right? Like, like that's, that's a, yeah, yeah, Colorado. Uh, yeah. Well, he's gay as shit, dude. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, uh, but, but he also is up there being, like, the worst thing in our society is these goddamn gays. Yeah, and yeah, like, dude. You know, I watched. Did you watch the? I don't think the gays are a, a danger in this world at all. No, but like, he he understand. Like, I, I don't know the. Dude, you know, have you seen the Alexandra Pelosi documentary from like ten years ago on HBO? Like, city, country of God, or something. God, something about God, God's country, friend of God. It's friend of God. It's on HBO. Yeah, I think. Is it about him? He's in it, dude. I watched it like when it came out, but I watched it. I think it. I also watched it when it came out. And dude, I, I watched I don't it. Remember I, much. I put it on the other day, dude. Uh, Ted Hager's in it. And the clip that they have of him, like it's before all of his scandals. This is okay, why I'm maybe saying I'm thinking of something. He's <laughs> so fucking gay, dude. Well, I think they did like a like after this clip, it turned out he's really fucking gay. And like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's not gay right now. I don't mean this pejoratively, but he's got two guys with him who are in his church. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, well, you know, they say we're evangelicals. We don't, we're, we're scared of life. We're scared of sex. I don't think so. How, how often do you have sex with your wife? Like, he's not even as Southern as I'm making him sound, but like to these guys. He's from Colorado. Yeah, but he's like got that evangelical yeah, lilt, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I do. And uh, Colorado Springs, they call it like God's country. It's like the evangelical capital of the country, like outside of the South, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like Colorado Springs, for real. Okay. Anyway, uh, and he's like, how many times when you have sex with your wife, does she come? Like, and he's like, every time. And he's just like, yeah, brother. Like, it's like the weirdest locker room talk of all time. But it's like in front of Alexandra Pelosi. It's not locker room talk. Like, it's like the opposite, I guess, of protesting the taboo, of like insisting. Like, 
I'm so fucking straight, dude. I fuck my wife every day. She comes every time, dude. And, and that's what God's about to me. And just, you know, smoking meth with prostitutes. Men, prostitutes, pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this has just been me trying to talk while you watch baseball, dude. I don't know what I'm no. doing. I'm, I'm just kidding. I feel like um, I just went off. Uh, I, I watched a church camp, that documentary. That made me think about Excel a lot. Definitely. That yeah. made me think about Excel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Yeah. I mean, because that's the culture that Jamie at least was from. I think Sally also, but it's more of like a 70s version of it. Jamie is from that 1980s, 90s, like, you know, evangelical Christianity. She got into that rhythm that she's very preacher-like. That you know, was what they were attempting going. to program her to think was like good and normal in the peak of being godly definitely absolutely and yeah, so she yeah, yeah. was trying to recreate that for us yeah yeah and and as a result we also i don't had, know that i agree with the sally stuff it, i don't think that her interfacing with religion was similar what maybe i misstated what i thought i stated what is there to disagree with dude sally embodies like post 1960s weird like jesus christianity of like pretending to be a hippie playing the guitar fucking she did pretend to be really a hippie and play things. the guitar i those, agree with and that communitarian living those are the main ones and she was a communitarian like before excel for sure because i mean i've i feel like this is another one where I've, i mean i'm sure you interacted with her a lot more than i did you yeah. know, I mean, like there was every the, time I try to explain this, you start talking before I can explain sorry, that I know sorry, sorry, sorry. that Sally lived in a commune. No, I really, I've been meditating on this. I think sometimes it's like not meant to come out yet. Uh, and I feel like maybe I pushed it now, but she lived on a, she went off one day and lectured us about how none of us knew what it was like to make it or be sober and how even staff at Excel didn't really know. And it almost felt like she was saying like, Jamie didn't even know because she was like, I had a period where- I'm sure there were times where she felt like Jamie didn't have any clue what she yeah, was talking well, about. That's what she was saying. She was like, I lived, we didn't even have refined sugar for years. And I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? You could buy she, it. No, but she lived in a place where they just didn't have, she lived in a, an intentional community. That's what I'm saying, like to our synonym debates. Like it wasn't her first exercise in retreating from the world into a weird sober community where everyone yelled at each other and like imposed rules on each other. So I think that's Sally, that's like the outgrowth of, it's basically like, like I said, like the bastard child of like the human potential movement. That's why I think she, she's like Christian version. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, you know, the, there was a, what do you, have we talked about Jamie's lupus? Yeah, I feel, I'm just going to have to put some cards on the table if we talk about it too much. Because I feel like I might offend people who have lupus, which I don't really understand. I'm not suggesting. seems like a difficult to understand disease. Well, you, this is what I was actually getting at this with like somatic Gnosticism. I think your body tells you stuff and your body reacts to stuff. There are times when I can't get out of bed and I don't know why. And, you know, I know that you could just say that's what being depressed is, but it's something else, you know? Also, depression has, phys like, I, I don't think, know, depression is wrong. It's just maybe, you know, like there's other, like. Well, it's, uh, you can put different labels on it, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's different reasons why people are depressed. There's different things going on there, right? Like, and yeah, it's not, depression is adaptive in many cases, yeah, I yeah. think. Uh, but 
I've done a lot of thinking, especially about like the summer when Jamie was completely laid out. And That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Some students have messaged me, you know, and I think you too about some of this stuff. I Nothing think, about the summer she was laid out. I mean, there was the one incident that I don't want to talk about on air where, you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Odd thing to say on a podcast. I don't really. Nothing that I can think that I don't want to say. Like, I remember them fucking yelling at kids in the kitchen. When when she, I, I can't get it anyway. Uh, like there, there was a time. So I think that the the lupus and the MSG stuff were all supposed to be tied together, right? Yes, according like, to her. Yeah, like she uh, she had a whole thing about uh, MSG that if she was fed any MSG that like it would fuck her up real bad. Like it would cause her lupus to flare up. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I was at a restaurant once where she made a big deal. She was an original like harangue the waiter. But like just kind of about person. that. Yeah. No, I would I would I'm talking I was <laughs> not like she had a general my body is a temple attitude. No, no, no. I no. mean whatever, dude. I am uh, not fit myself. I'm fine with it. I yeah, like, Yeah, but you also don't, you know, freak out about it, MSG. <laughs> yeah, dude. Guess. I'll put anything Although, in here. I think MSG is fucking with me right now. I actually I have been thinking about that cuz the tacos, oh, no. you know the tacos I make? Uh-huh. Uh the taco seasoning it's I think all, all the stuff about MSG is bullshit. I think it's semi xenophobic I think it's it's fucking what? dumb. You think it's what? I think that it's uh, born out of. Uh, do you think my theory that MSG and my taco seasoning has to no, do with Alex, me being racist? I don't racist think you, against... but I think that the people putting the idea in your head that MSG is like a pernicious. I guess so. I'm more thinking about it like glutamate, like. There are a lot of studies with how glutamate affects people with neurodivergent brains and moods. And like, that's what the G is. I'm not saying it, the way it affects everybody, but I'm saying like, I do notice because I only eat like three things and I haven't had the tacos for like two weeks because I asked my wife to put them away when I made them and she didn't. And so they were ruins and then I didn't go to the store. So I haven't had them in like two weeks. And then I had them like two days ago and I, I had wild headaches again. And so I'm, I am wondering. So do you have headaches every day? You eat the tacos every day? I mean, for a while, yeah. That's why I started wondering. And then, But I was like, but I fucking love eating them, dude. It's so easy. It's four ingredients. It's pretty lean. It's gluten-free. It's, you know, I mean, you've heard the speech. I have. Heard uh, and so, and I'm like you. I'm not like, oh, this must be MSG. But I'm like, it might be. I mean, I'm not as confident as you are that I can rule it out. So, and maybe it's because I'm getting headaches in your body. Not, so. No, I'm not saying it's I, like it, it, your food affects your body. Of course okay? it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that uh, eating the tacos, whatever. I'm saying that a lot, I've seen indication, like, you know, whatever. I read an article a couple of years ago that I half remember, okay? Uh, huh? Where it was indicating that like a lot of the msg stuff is like trumped up like fucking that's big msg telling you that i uh, sure it is uh but i i just read it was like you see jamie like i don't know the whole fucking thing was weird like the whole lupus msg thing i i don't know what's going on there i am the, the thing i am positive about is that she doesn't know is that i know better than her most likely what's going on there like i don't know dude she seemed fucking lost about it I agree with that, dude. I, I, but I, this is an area where it's easier for me to, you know, we talk about like how hard it is to have compassion for Jamie at times. I, this is where I see a soul in turmoil, dude. Yeah, like, I agree. I feel like I see that about her most of the time. There's a thing called I think you do too. somatization, 
which just means like you have psychological issues that you're not dealing with and your body starts breaking down as a result. Like you're somatizing it, you're making it, you know, yeah. a somatic experience. I think that's what was what Jamie called lupus at I would hope that treating people that way would have a cost. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe there was also body. like a, a an aspect that's like this is platonically archetypally whatever lupus is, she has it. You know, cuz it's like one of those diseases where it's like hard to even pin down everyone's experience is a little different. But that's the same as like Whenever I hear about stuff like that, like I, I yeah, know there's but, something going on, but I think that there's also like I think it's a way of the doctors being like, I don't know, you well, exactly. want an answer? Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Definitely, yeah. And it's like, we shouldn't be asking the doctors in the first place at that point. Like, or the doctor should be more willing to be like, it's a holistic issue. There's probably more than I can figure out in a 20 minute consultation. Yeah, it I just- It has to do I, with their I think it's what they community. say instead of, I don't know. I yeah. think the honest answer is, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's sad. Um, um, but yeah, so she she had this thing, you know, where she had lupus. She said that the MSG triggered the lupus. Well, that's and, what, dude, uh, she freaked out. At, she like passed out at the restaurant, dude, or like acted like she was like James Browning. Like she started yelling because the waiter said there was no MSG and she ate it. And then she was like, there was MSG in it. I can tell. There was multiple and, instances of that. Yeah. Where like people would be carefully controlling these kinds of things and she would get sick afterwards and there would be no fucking like... It's not like they would then launch and investigate because she would eat the stuff that the kids made at the school, like yeah, all of them, yeah, yeah. because the kids were good at fucking making shit. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they'd make special fucking dinners for her. And if she got sick afterwards, it's not like they would then be like, all right, what'd you make? Let's look at the ingredients. It would just be like her or, you know, from her fucking half deathbed telling someone else to go and like deliver the message to them that like, whatever it was you fucked up i don't really care about you know i'm not here to hear all your fucking no we tried but i know that i feel bad right now and i'm positive it's your fault so yeah. you put some msg in my food and you should feel <laughs> terrible about it and i can remember fucking uh like hack like seemed legitimately really distressed i'm like, sure our dear leader is telling you that she is ailing and it is your fault yeah and like he received the full weight of that message well, and, and also, like you he was a, fucked up about it well you have a good thing going in the kitchen dude and this yeah. is like one of the few times when you're getting fucking directly slammed and it's like it's kind of your whole thing it's and food it's, it's just another example of like the the situations that you're in constantly where there's just no attempt to care about the truth it's just right. how do these things affect the people with power? And if it's negatively, then it's going to be bad for you. And the circumstances and the things you actually did, they have no role here. No one gives a shit about them. And like, I don't know, dude, I how quickly I like realized that was the case. And like, I like that, like there's an element of that that was true in all the schooling I had before that, uh -huh. you know, of like the, the teacher was not super interested in what my side of it was, right? But like, no, but there's a myth in American education, at least at that point, that you kind of like everyone agreed that they were. They weren't, I agree. But it was kind of like, of course the teacher's interested in every kid. But it was just and, like, uh, they. I mean, I guess the main thing is just like the teachers comparatively have such little control. You know, like right, yeah. the, the teacher felt in her heart that she didn't give a shit about why I was doing it. Like, like if I had a legitimate reason for speaking up or whatever um they didn't care but the fact that they didn't care just didn't have much effect on me like uh -huh. it's an right, hour of right. detention at worst who gives a fuck 
Yeah. Um, but like, you know, then you take the same attitude and if anything, much more ratcheted up. Like the teacher would like listen and then dismiss you. Like they weren't going to give you the fucking platform to say why this is actually against reality, what you're accusing me of doing. Uh, uh-huh. It was just fucking, you know, we all, we all agreed that it is and the consequences are terrible and, you know, we control every aspect of your life. Yeah, so see, here I you think- go. I, that upset me. When I was in first grade, I got in trouble for not returning a book to the library. And it turned out the librarian lost it. And she had hounded me all day, calling me a thief. And I finally freaked out on her. And I was like, I'm not a, I didn't say fucking because I was six, but I was like, I'm not a fucking thief. Like, stop. Like, I, I was rude and got in trouble. And then the book turned up. And I was like, all right, are we all going to apologize to Alex now? And like, I'm, I don't want to push it, but I'm assuming the teacher's going to get in trouble, you know? And they're like, no, you're still in trouble. And I feel like that's when I realized they're all full of shit and they don't care. And I've kind of like, I'm almost sad for myself because I almost think like I actually totally have cared this whole time and I've just been like pushing it down. And that's part of the reason why I freaked out when I got fired was I finally like couldn't pretend like I didn't care that people in power just get to treat people a certain like poorly and get away with it. Like, even as you're sitting here saying all this, I'm like, you got to get over it and move through the world, dude. The powerful people have more power. That's why they're powerful. They don't care. That's how no, they dude, got the I power. don't, I mean, you I gotta, guess what you're saying is that ultimately you don't agree with that. No, I'm like, I don't care who it's, it's like, I'm, it's a defense mechanism. In it's my not head. the kind of thing you get over. dude. I, well, I'm not, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I'm agreeing with you in a roundabout way because I'm saying from age six, I was like, you got to get over this. And until like age 36. And then I like, I still haven't gotten over it. And I don't think I ever did is what I'm saying. Like, it's good to hang on to that. Like, it's horrendous to think that people know. It's horrendous to think anyone thinks that they actually have access to the whole truth. But it's sure. equally horrendous to think that there are people who aren't trying, you know, that are in power. Like, you know, try knowing you'll fail, but try to like get to reality and the right thing versus just like this kid's a, a social irritant and therefore an enemy. You know what I mean? And that's all we really need to know. Yeah. I, I guess I just, I'm, I more just noticed my thoughts as you were talking and it was like catching my own kind of old programming coming back of being like, TC's got to get over this. But then I'm now interrupting to say, it's good that you didn't. And I don't think I have either. That's really it. Yeah. Now I, uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. Uh, You know, whenever I thought you were going to make the point that uh, I need to get over it, I, I, I'd like to do some more thinking about my emotional reaction to that. I was very, very mad in my heart. Like I had a real flash of anger. You thought I was saying get over it. Yeah. 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 And what's that all about? Well, you should look at that for sure. I mean, anytime you feel a flash, I think you should look at it. It can be adaptive in your day to day to bottle the feelings, but you should get back to that. I agree with them. that. Yeah. Like if I'm like plenty of times professionally or, you know, dealing with a police officer or like whatever, it's very adaptive to quickly get over it in the moment. Yeah. But I guess what I was saying was the problem is you got to unfreeze it later. Like you shouldn't let go of that rage because that that rage is really an attempt to respond to a boundary that's being crossed, um, which is like, if if you're telling the truth, people should listen to you, I think. I don't know. I'm not gonna speak for your rage, but I don't mean to provoke rage in you, dude. I know I do though. 
It's okay, dude. You do mean to. I mean, no, if I wanted Not to, I would. Not in that instance. Oh, whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, Challenge like, accepted? Fuck you, dude. I, no, it isn't accepted. Challenge rejected, dude. This is like, I, dude, I, no. I'm, no one ever believes me when I'm like, I'm, t- this is down a notch. Like, I'm not trying to be like intense or whatever. Uh, I'm not trying to be rude, dude. I've, you've never seen me purposefully be rude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not so. saying you're rude. Like, or like hurtful or like, I'm, dude, you're my friend. I'm not trying to be, I'll, I'll throw a little jab your way. Yeah, you like stirring the pot. No, wh- yeah. When I think you're getting sloppy, you know, and you're thinking and you, uh, you're putting one you, over. You like stirring the pot and like like with anyone, like your ability to control that impulse comes and goes. That is that is true. But I'm saying I'm that may be true. It's also true of me. It's but very true of my me. My ability on the dial is fluctuating between a three and a six, is what I'm saying. Like I'm never gonna Man, get to whatever. two, but you've never seen me take it to seven, dude. I don't think. I'm like mean, dude. I like it's not nice. I don't want to be that way. I mean, if you never go to seven, then it's not seven. Like I, I have gone there. I've gone to ten, but I don't feel good about myself usually. Yeah, I don't and know. Even when I do, it's like later. I don't. If you are able to easily go to like, if you don't go there regularly, it's not like uh, if you if you had a leg, if it was a legitimate challenge to control it, then like uh, you wouldn't. The, con- the, the fact that you like, all right, if you're sitting here saying like, yeah, I got 10, but I never go there. It, then well, like, I don't know. just doesn't sound like you're struggling with much. I'm not saying it's a struggle, dude. I'm saying the struggle is like, I, I would like it to never hit six. And it does, you know, I would, I would rather five to be the ceiling because there's no need to ever do any of it. But like, that's not true. Bas- I, I mean, that actually, I do agree with that. But no, I'm saying like, I just walk around as I interact with people. You know how like, the shopping spree videos or whatever you like walk in and it's like the price tags light up like it's like dog bed fifty dollars microphone a hundred dollars computer a thousand dollars like you know visually it's like that those are just ringing off as i'm talking to people all the time of just like that's the thing you can make fun of them for like that's a that's a weakness they whatever, haven't examined dude. that i can like, handle it I mean, you say that, but just you just said like you almost strangled me across the table. I did not almost strangle uh, you across the table out of flash you know, of anger. I'm uh, just saying, uh, you know, I I, I don't like uh, I I I experience enough uh, flashes of anger over the course of conversations with you. The idea that like uh, there's some like other level that I just wouldn't believe. I don't know, dude. I don't buy it. I and you're never gonna have to because I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to push you like that, dude. I'm really not. Really not. That's good because I don't think you could if you wanted to. Yeah, that that may be. I mean, it's ah, funny, dude. I How mean, do you have any idea what I could stand up to if you haven't gone to a ten? You don't know what I'm I do trying 10, to be nice to you, and you do frequently <laughs> feel flashes of anger when talking to me. I, I've, I've. That's an overstatement. How many flashes of anger have you felt talking to me in the last year? In the last I, year, I have no idea. I, mean, I don't remember I what happened last week. It's zero for you've made me angry zero times. Oh. I mean, you right. frustrated me. <laughs> okay, but I've never felt like I'm a, glad a flash we're of making anger. these really meaningful distinctions. It is a meaningful, like a flat, like a not like. I mean, I know. didn't say motherfucker. I didn't no, say but anything. You know, the flash. You know what I'm talking about. It may be. 
that may be like there's something in in your ego story that is like that must not be examined the possibility of getting over this it's too important to be stuck in this pattern of just talking about it or something i don't know yeah i mean you know okay here's the thing i really want to talk about and i think that it kind of relates some um i mean like it's it's a scary possibility right like because because i am okay with like just kind of sitting in it for a while you know like i i I will let myself feel the full range of emotions that occur to me naturally whenever thinking about the ways in which other people have used their power to harm me. Like I'm, I'm okay. Just like, you know, and that's the kind of thing that like Nancy would call like self pity, you know? Um, and maybe it is, but like, I think that it is somewhat useful to like acknowledge those. I kinds wouldn't of say things. itself. Well, part of it might be self pity, but I think when that you Nancy said, would call you said it the full range. Yeah, I'm disagreeing with Nancy, yeah, not yeah. you, but yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, but you agree that Nancy would much call it that more. Yeah, well, she might, yeah, but I would disagree. It's much more than that. I also disagree, um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like, it was tough for me whenever they told me that like uh, I couldn't do that, you know, like, and they and Nancy constantly did, uh, you know, and Jamie too. Like everyone there was obsessed with the idea that the pro how we had arrived here was we were all too willing to feel sorry for ourselves. Yeah. And not willing enough to feel sorry for the ways in which we were wrecking our parents' lives. That was one of the themes. Mine, the one that always stuck with me was you want what you want when you want it. They did that say that That was the a big lot, one. But I would sure. say they would probably tie them together and say because you feel bad for yourself or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I mean, it, you know... It wasn't it, exactly Thomas Aquinas in terms of a cohesive theology. It didn't ring true to me as much, the you want what you want when you want it. I mean, like, somewhat, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't, like... At the time, I interpreted that as, like, a very materialistic kind of thing. And, like, in my household, that sort of thing was, like, so... They won that battle so convincingly that it wasn't the battle anymore. Like mm. my, like I don't know, dude. Whatever. I grew up middle class. Like we had a Super Nintendo. It's not like I didn't get anything. Yeah. But I, like the daily battle of like I'm in a store and like I see something that looks cool and I'm like, can we get this? A hundred percent of the time, it was a no. Yeah, that's not how I took change. I took it more to be like, you guys want to do. What I understand you want. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm I'm talking about my like. Whenever they said that to me, it didn't stand out because I interpreted it that way. You're right. Yeah. That like that's a very narrow interpretation of what they're talking about. Yeah. And if anything, I'm like looking for a construct where I can escape the you know whatever yeah. point. I don't trying to think make. that's what they were making. Like you guys are here because you get stuff in the store too much. I don't think I like, agree. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that didn't ring true to me got whenever it. I first got there. Yeah, it's something sense. that applied to me because of those grounds. Whereas the, uh, you know, whenever they're like, you guys' problem is self-pity, you know, I'm like, what's flashing through my head is fucking the six hours a night I'm spending on the phone with Katie being like, oh, everyone's so mean to me, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, that one, uh, boy, I don't, we might have, they might, have, you know, but the thing is, I, I don't know, dude, there's, it's certainly not a productive way to live life to uh, just spend all of your time being like, look at the terrible things that happened to me. No, I don't try to live that way now, yeah. but I think that some amount of it, like I, you go crazy if you're just denying the reality that occasionally you are mistreated. Sure. I think that's how I feel. Well, also you have to, if you have any hope of improving it, you have to recognize it. I mean, I think that 
you know, you're looking at the past and you're not going to go to Excel anytime soon, but you're, I think saying that you may still be mistreated today. Maybe. I mean, I think all of us are in some way. Right? Yeah, I guess. I don't feel mistreated much in my day to day. No, things are pretty fine for me now, you mostly. Know, I mean, you really, got to pay Really, I'd say never stuff. been better. But, like, there's still... I'm not disagreeing with you at all. That's what I was saying at the beginning of the episode. I think part of what we're here to do is to experience, like, you know, life. If we're God experiencing himself through ourselves, or if we're experiencing God through ourselves, like, part of that includes, like, looking at how we got here. And that's what I was talking about, like you occlude yourself. So like when you were at Excel, you process some of it one way and you know, that created a story that let you get through it. Then you got out and you realized that your story had to change. And that's kind of like the story of Excel ever since is like crafting a new story, you know, as we live it. Um, but I think part of it and maybe like the nuance and the like get over it versus examine it uh tension is you can lock into a pattern when something happens like i mean excel is maybe not the best example but i don't know say like your parents never let you get a super nintendo and you thought it was really mean not you but then you later find out it's because they couldn't afford it and you know well, whatever like you know what i mean you find out that there was more going on that's part we have to do that with excel too so Sometimes you're not leaving yourself space for that if all you're doing is telling the same exact story every day for, for 10 years. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's what you are doing, but I've noticed that with myself, uh, with you know adverse experiences or traumatic experiences or just people that I think have like wronged me. Like when I got fired every morning, like I couldn't, I had intrusive thoughts. Like I would just wake up and be like, you know what? Another thing I just, were, I, I would like say to my wife, I'd be like, I know I've said this before, but I was just thinking like, it's especially fucked up that X, Y, and Z. And you know, she's a sweetheart. She'd be like, yeah, it is. You know, but I could tell it's like, you've said this. Not like you've said the story. She knows this part of it. You know what I mean? It's like, you need a new perspective, dude. Like, so that's not getting over it though. It's like going deeper into it. I guess like, and I think maybe that's what, that's the distinction I would draw. Like get over it means like, you're not what, it wasn't valid to feel what you felt. Whereas I would say like, it makes sense that you couldn't fully feel what you needed to feel at the time. And it, if it takes you the rest of your life to figure out what that meant, then good. You know, that's what I, I think all this stuff, especially after midlife, just get used to revisiting it. Cause that's what we're, that's why we're here. Like, you can't just be a brash young person and survive past 35, like evolutionarily. We're supposed to be reflecting and like learning things that we didn't see when we were younger because it wasn't good for us to see it. Yeah. Like, I think it's all good, man. I think you should reflect on these mistreatment things as long as it makes room for growth. That's, that's my big take. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with all that. I, well put, I, yeah, I felt like my I you're laughing, but I I mean all this earnestly. I'm just no, I'm doing the thing where I, I struggle to uh express earnestness. In yeah, my I voice. struggle to receive it, dude. I mean um, I, I believe you and appreciate it. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I, I had an experience last week when we were not podcasting, um where like uh you know, I was I was on vacation with my family 
And how was it, by the way? It was wonderful. We I haven't mean, talked about it at all, dude. I uh, I love the beach. I dude. thought of you when I watched Florida. Thank you, thank you. We went. I know. I hope you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made sure to document it as best I could. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought of you. Um, it's like TC's there. I it mean, was great. They were in Montana because of COVID, but you know. I had been in briefly before, but like, uh, there's much to explore. It's yeah. it's a sprawling complex. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, seeing more of it was a delight. Yeah. Okay. Um, you get in the ocean every day for most of the day. Yeah. Okay. I, boogie boarding. I love the water. No, no. What I do is, uh, and I, I don't know. Maybe I should probably buy a boogie board. It looks fun. Fucking uh, so fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet. Um, but don't knock this which i think is also good okay uh i mean i just i just like to float period sure like i like doing that in granbury alternative uh yeah, just like you know taking a brig thing just on your back you know like uh get, get a lot of air in so you're buoyant and i mean the salt water you don't even gotta fuck with that it helps it's wonderful yeah um but uh so I just, you're just like feeling like you're part of it, you know? Fuck yeah. The the body of water. Like you get the waves in the bed it. at night? No, no. Uh, I, I don't experience that that often. Um, but, uh, and then like just because of, you know, it's a breathing thing, you're, I get hyper-focused on my breathing because yeah, it matters you, about my buoyancy. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's just like, it, it's kind of forcing you to be naturally meditative, right? definitely uh i really like it i yeah, really like it and um so i'd i'd done plenty of that but i don't know just most of the time that because you know um there's the like part of the the way there's the part of the water where the waves are occurring right like all of it has right. got waves but like they're really they break at a certain point the surf yeah yeah um the sandbar and just whenever Some i'd shit. be it whenever i'd be getting closer there i would just paddle away because like you know they're fucking you're bigger or whatever um but this time for whatever reason i just uh, it just didn't and uh many many times would get one sufficiently powerful and would catch it just right that uh like flipped me around 360 degrees oh yeah that's like nice. that it was taking me on the upswing when it was curling and then just like keeping me through the curl yeah and uh it was great yeah, yeah, loved yeah. It. that's fun um yeah so i'm big fan of the ocean uh izzy loved it just as much my my oh, daughter nice. she'd never been before very and nice. uh you know doesn't know how to swim but like would just like lay down and wait for the waves yeah, yeah like the closest cute. thing that a baby can do to, to swimming yeah and it was just you know the, the the good stuff like the at, at this stage of life what i'm trying to do is uh, engage in activities where if I suggest ending them, she screams as loud as she can. That's okay. that's whenever you know something's yeah, yeah, good yeah. is when the idea of not doing it is uh, she just can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that's how she felt about like you know if I'd like put her on my shoulders and walk out into where she could feel the waves. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, you know, we had to do that for like half hour, or else that's it was going to be a problem to end it. Uh. Um, and so, you know, the whole family's on this uh, on this trip. And at some point, uh, you know, there's some conflict with, uh, you know, the kids aren't listening or whatever. Um, and like my, uh, my brother's kids. Uh -huh. And uh, I had no special appetite for plumbing the depths of what's going on there. 
Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just thinking back to like group vacations as a kid, you know, kids start acting up. It's awkward, man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I found myself in a situation um where I was, you know, on a little bit of pot enough that I was like looser talking than normal. Uh-huh. And with me like physically in the middle of them, Megan and my mom were going back and forth about like what's going on with the kids and like, you know, like my mom's kind of like giving her philosophy of like why she did the things this way, right? Okay. And I said it in like a pretty like observation. Like I think I said like one sentence. I was like, yeah, you know, you kid is just like whatever, you know? Uh, uh-huh. I don't want to, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, she engaged lightly and kind of indicated that she didn't want to talk about it. And I'm like, no problem. You know, like I don't either. Uh, and we all then just kind of sat there. I think I tried to engage Megan in conversation and like mom just wasn't hopping in too much. Uh-huh. And then she like spoke back up. Like clearly she's been like stewing on it, thinking about a couple more points. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, so ask me a question that like she thinks is going to like tumble down this house of cards of my yeah, beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, no, I, I think I would just do the thing that you're imagining I wouldn't do. It wouldn't have that big of consequences. Yeah. And as I'm like uh, saying this and like explaining it, she started like uh, shaking her head. Uh-huh. Like, like just hearing me say, like just talking and like I was – I can't – express enough how calm and like you know these are things that like i know that i'm liable to get wound up about uh-huh. and i was just in a good spot i'm on vacation so yeah, like i was yeah. aware of that and i was being exceptionally unwound as a result uh-huh. you know i was guarding against being too wound up and uh so i i feel like i'm delivering all this pretty chill and she's just like you know shaking yeah, her head yeah. as hard as she can and then you know like uh i like once she started doing that i was like okay, it seems like you don't want to talk about it now still, and I won't make you. So let's just chill, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, like two minutes later, she just like got up and walked to another room, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I was thinking a lot about that interaction because I have been kind of aware that if there's anything that's going to force me to talk with them, like I've expressed on this and expressed, you know, publicly elsewhere and anytime anyone asks me about it, I don't see an upside to them having a different understanding of my teenage years than they do. They, like, I think that currently they, they felt like that, uh, you know, they were trying to accomplish a goal with Excel and like they largely accomplished that goal and like everyone learned a lot, you know? Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't see it that way, but like I don't understand how my life gets better by shattering that illusion. This is basically the lesson of Mayor of Easttown. Okay. Yeah. Um, and if there is something that is going to cause there to be an exception to that, it's the fact that we are doing somewhat of collaboration and raising Izzy, you know, like she's over there a lot. Like, yeah, they're my family. They're going to interact with her. I want them to interact with her in a way that does not traumatize her. It's very important to me that she not be traumatized. And I think that some of the ways that they interact with children can be traumatic in my opinion, as someone who experienced them. Right. Um, and I had really sort of conceptualized that it might take a lot of talking, but that 
you know, I'm pretty smart and I can make some good points. And really, if someone walks in with an open mind, I can convince them of pretty much anything. Mm. You know, like whenever it's uh, in theory, right? That's always how I think. Yeah. And this wasn't even really that. Like we weren't getting into like deep into it. It was a pretty surface level minor stuff. But it made me think, I mean, it made me realize that that's a total fantasy. The, this easy conversation uh-huh. where I get them around to my point of view on this kind of stuff. And in asking myself why, like she had such a strong reaction, it seems obvious now, and you know, I don't know, fuck, probably is obvious to you already, um, that like, it's just too challenging a reality. Like if, like, I'm just saying it, I'm thinking of it as like, a, hey, guys, these are some practical lessons that we can apply when working together to try and raise this child trauma-free. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. And that it's, for her to accept that, she's going to have to see that the things that she did, that she thought of as, well, I know they caused a lot of damage. I know that people were upset in the moment. And, you know, that it it looked like it hurt, mm-hmm. but it was for a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. And if I take away that greater purpose, well, now I'm just the monster. You know, like now, right. like if I take away the greatest purpose, what she is thinking is that she's just the monster. Yeah. And I, I don't think that she thought that, you know, <laughs> like no, I, right. I think that she was still a couple steps away from there. Uh-huh. But like some part of her brain could see that like well, a want, not conscious part yeah, 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 could see that coming down the pike. It was like, Hey bud, uh, best if we stay five steps back from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I, I mean, I, I think you do. You started off the conversation by saying you just leave it. Like you can't. No, but I've said, I, what I oh, want like to do is leave it, but like, we got to raise this kid. Yeah, that's. I'm not going to let her do this stuff. I mean, whatever. She can't because, like, fucking, I'm her dad. Not yeah. Well, you know. she can't send her to Excel, but like, I the uh, Excel is like the easy attention grabber. Yeah, that's no, not my yeah, problem. We've talked about that at at length. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's the the preceding 14 years. Uh, yeah, that is tough. I mean, I don't have. And I don't know. Izzy's different from me in key ways, so she might not end up yeah, in the we're trying to keep it that way jaws of it you know yeah yeah well and she has you as a, a primary parent and your, your parents have probably learned and changed since then just not in this regard uh it was i thought that almost no one is completely static but there's there's ways in which and i i know i've mentioned this before but i i feel like i could say it every episode because that's how appreciative i am of this fact they in the way that they treat me have grown tremendously from the time that I was in college. Like yeah, that's good. Whenever I first got out of Excel, there was like a similar dynamic to some degree. Like it, it, it was less, but it was the same. Does yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and at some point that changed and I don't think it was me changing very much. I, yeah, I think good. that both of them did a lot and I'm really appreciative of that. Uh, but I think that some of that might just be that they treat 27 year olds, 28 year olds different than they treat six year olds. Yeah. yeah. And I, in my observation, it didn't seem like their treatment of younger children had changed that much. Yeah, that could be. That That's not the lesson of Mary of Easttown. Okay. That's, that's the opposite. 
but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's tough because same with like, I'm just thinking what I would do in your situation and I would completely leave it. <coughs> but, <coughs> but if you thought that there was some way that like not leaving it could benefit Cece, what don't you think you would attempt to pursue? Like, yeah, yeah, I would. you got to figure out some way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I wish I had family around here, but then you, you, I do start thinking like, well, I, you would be dealing with all of these things. Um, yeah. Cause you can't, I, I don't know. I mean, as Izzy gets it older. It is good. I mean, I, you know, I, there's no question that, uh, she's been, or that, uh, Izzy's life has been very much better because of her grandparents. They're, they've, she loves him very much. She yeah. has a great time when she's around him. That's, that's important. Yeah. Always, I don't mean to yeah. present a picture any different. I just think that, you know, I worry. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I don't know. They're also just things are different. I mean, it's kind of weird to think about in these terms because I don't think you should ever inflict trauma or pain on anyone, like, if they don't want it. I agree. Uh, you do need trauma and pain to grow, though. I mean, that is how we grow. But... Like I, yeah, I just think that it's naturally occurring in sufficient amounts that I agree. you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you should help people get through the amounts that they're going to get anyway, because that's about what people I took her to school through. for the first time today. Whoa. Awful. How? Wait, what month is it? Uh, it's just that Megan got a job, so now we got to like, uh, okay. do this. So it's it's like not like school daycare. school. She's fucking two. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't know how this shit works. Okay. <laughs> they start pre-K at three. So it's, you know, coming up. So that's up. what you took? Dude, I don't like no, this. No, 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 no. It, it's not pre-K. It's just a daycare. I think I'm homeschooling. Uh, we've been over this. Have we? Not on the podcast. Oh, okay. I'm I feel like it. I ran my head against this wall for a couple hours. What's wrong with it? I don't know. Do I don't know want to say it here. If, dude, if... I said some unkind things If I were your kid's children, teacher, you would be pumped. You'd be like, my kid's teacher is super smart. He knows a lot of stuff. He's a good teacher. Mm -hmm. You would think that. I know I'm a good teacher. So I'm worried about the socialization aspects. Yeah, that is a concern. That's the only one for me. Yeah. Uh, I hate it. If I thought it was feasible for Izzy to live her entire life in this household, spending like as much time in here as she does now. If I if that was yeah, an option on the table, I would take it about. so fucking fast. Yeah, but it's not. It's not what it's about. It's not. It sucks. And like I don't know, dude. We dropped her off, and two hours later, they called us and told her to come get us because she hadn't stopped crying. Really? Yeah. Oh, poor thing. I know it's awful. Like, the, the, what? I'm just I'm saying this to support the point that both of us are making. The, yeah. So what are you going to do? In life, there is a tremendous amount. Of, like, I could feel it, dude. You know, yeah. like I, like in, whenever she got home, she took like an, a really intense nap at, at an odd hour of like without being in the crib, which like very, very, very uh, rarely yeah. occurs. Yeah. And like, it had to be just that sure. she's been in a stress reaction for the entire time. Like her body is just demanding resources as fast as she can produce them to fight off this fucking, you know, she doesn't even know what. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and w what else are we going to do? Right. Like, we both got to work. And even if, even if we did, like, again, that's what I'm getting at. Like, let's you could, say like, that. like, move to the country, like, 
You know what I mean? Like sell this house. Well, I mean, like country. we could we could continue to live in this house off of my income, and Megan could spend all of her time with Izzy. Oh, okay, uh, even easier. But that's not that's not a long term solution. Why not? Because I mean, not at pre- some yes, point yes, she's yes. not going to live here, and she's going to under- need to know how to deal with the world. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but that's true. That's true of school. She'll have to leave school and have to deal with the world. Yeah, but like. The problem right now is that, like, she's interpreting an environment where both of her parents aren't within arm's reach as one that is hostile. Yeah, she's going tough. to have to figure out how to handle a world in which yeah, both of her parents true. aren't in arm's reach. That is true. I worry about that, especially with COVID. You yeah, know, it just made it so much more intense. But yeah, I think they'll we'll all figure it out. I too. mean, it just made it so that her exposure to that was, you know, as minimal as it could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know though. School sucks though, and we've only had it for like a hundred years. Okay. So you don't own a farm, Alex. Not yet. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I I hear that stuff all the time. Of like the you gotta teach kids disappointment. You know, like yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. force them to do things that you know that they're not gonna like because like they just gotta learn how to deal with it. And I just think that's sadistic. And uh because there's plenty of opportunities where you know you don't need to like it's well, just but gonna we happen. You need it, like and it's that all growth is like scary because you're in a new thing. Trauma is going to cause her to grow, but there's going to be a lot of trauma regardless. No, I agree. That's where I get messed up like on the Magneto thing because I'm like, I do think I'm better off. I like who I am more today having gone through everything I've gone through. Like I'm grateful for all of it, but it's like, I do- that's not how I feel. I know. And it's how almost no one feels, but I, it's how I feel. But then it's like, okay, go impose that on your daughter then if it's so great. It's like, absolutely not, dude. I would never do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of this, like these religious products are, you know, like how did fucking evil enter the world? How did it happen? That's all it is, is just being like, I know in my regular day to day, it's wrong to inflict evil. Why was it right to create a world that inflicts so much pain? And us just trying to square that. Like it, we're literally the children crying in the daycare being like, our parents love us. Why are we abandoned here in this scary place? Like if everything's good. And the answer is literally, you have to be scared so that you can learn and grow and experience more of existence. It's just inherently scary. That seems like a limited under... Like, That's what I think God did to all of us and himself when he created the world to experience himself. But if God himself. were sufficiently he powerful, himself. he could have just made it so that it just was good. That's what he did, dude. But, but that, like this no, entire construct of like dude, you dude, need dude, to dude, have dude, bad in up. order to grow, you don't. No, but dude, that's what he did, dude. You, in this world, you do. This yeah. isn't the only possible world. There's one out there where you could just fucking have good things without bad things being necessary. But as soon as you start to conceive of it, you have to go through the by this and get to the monad and it becomes a void because like it's not conceivable in our human mind it's like i you can't conceive yeah of but it world. doesn't excuse him from not making it i mean i guess he knows how to do it i he mean chose I, not to fucked up unless he did make it and you just don't understand it yet that's that's really what to me the question that's what literally i have this in this journal doesn't seem like anyone else gets it either i agree that's like the difference oh, oh, oh. i thought you meant gets the benefit like none of us get the benefit except the creator god 
And it's like, you have to have Jesus come down here. It's like, literally we're like, all right, God, if this is really all good, all of this death and destruction, you come down here and fucking do it. And he was like, I've been trying to, thank you. I will. Yes. I'm Jesus now. Kill me, please. You know, pretty interesting. No, I do not feel like that. Which of us my fucking is Catholic, dude? I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Okay. I guess the answer is neither of us then. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I would hope that you understand by now that all of that's a joke. No, I don't understand that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think the last time I went to church was? You can still be Catholic, though. Yeah. Do you think a like... A little bit. Uh, all these people that say they're Catholic... I'm a confirmed member of the church. There is always that. I don't think that uh, if I were following the teachings in any kind of serious way that I would currently be allowed to take the Eucharist. No, Which you, seems like an important distinction. I mean, to you guys. Yeah. Well, You'd yeah. have to take confession, right? Yeah. Yeah, but church attendance is not a sacrament. The confession's the important part, yeah. So you're just in between confessions. It's been a while. Yeah, I believe you. But, I mean, nor do I care. But First time they caught me with porn, that was part of the thing. Your parents caught you with porn? Yeah. And you had to go, they told the priest? They said, well, for one, you're definitely going to confession. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're pretty late in this, but I got plenty about that. About pornography and confession? Just that whole incident. It, I mean, that's among the, is, if I'm trying to draw like a clear and easy, like I feel like this case could convince a lot of people my parents were fucked up. Uh -huh. That's a pretty good one. Them shaming you for finding pornography? Yeah. Tell the audience. I mean, me. just like I'm 13. It's not fucking like, are they really like, they've got no idea what it's like to be a fucking, like my dad was a 13 year old boy. Like I wonder, dude. You have these urges, the fucking acting on them in that way. It's not wrong. It's not. It's fucking being well, human. It's being you, alive. And the fact that they attempted to make me feel bad for doing things that like just felt natural to me, it's really fucked up. Like, and I, I understand, I'm saying this in like a kind of zoomed out way that's going to make my point less well because probably everyone had their parents tell them they couldn't look at porn. Um, well, I think <clears throat> it, it can, our society is so anti- Porn, or was in the 90s like so anti-pornography now we have like a weird dichotomy about it it seems like mm -hmm. but maybe in some ways even more anti but then more pro in the other side but it's like so i get why they would do that it's not like my parents were like pro pornography either but i also do think like to the point you just made like counterfactually it would be weird if your parents were pro, if they were like, yo, I got you some porn. I know you're going through your yeah, body's changing. Yeah, absolutely, of course. You, is this the kind of stuff, would you prefer like girl on girl stuff? Are you, you know what I mean? Like, I think the obvious thing is just like, don't, like if, if they have any questions, if you feel that some guidance can be useful, then, you know, step in if you need to, but not in like a, these are the good categories kind yeah, of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I just mean like if There were kids on Excel who went to whorehouses with their fathers. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I've never heard that. Um, and I, I don't know anyone that that happened to. But, like, I definitely, I, it wasn't the thing that, like, they talked about me with. It was more like that I had friends to be like, hey, you know about that guy? His dad fucking watches it with him. Whoa. And uh, that's. <laughs> I wouldn't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, Ugh. not at all. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know, dude. It, it's, it's. 
Like you just, cre- you're attempting to create shame, you know? And I, I just or fundamentally I, don't agree with that. I mean, I, like I, there's things that people ought to be ashamed of, but yeah, I don't but know. If you, I'm not taking away anything you just said, but I, I would just change the verb. They're not, to me, I don't know if it, it is an attempt to instill shame, but I think they were also simultaneously, they probably immediately felt shame at having such a perverted son, like, and facing their own, like shames yeah you know what but, i mean like uh, just, they were in their own paradigm is what i'm saying i'm not excusing them and i'm not saying it was right yeah no i, but, I guess so but i think that's a fucked up reaction by them yeah, like yeah. rather than trying to like get past that they yeah. they saw something that like uh didn't sit with their conception of themselves and the child that they were raising and rather than trying to like you know enlarge that definition to accommodate the real person in front of them, right. they attempted to beat it out of you know like right right yeah they didn't actually physically hit me but like you know they yeah told me to do that they yelled at me for quite a while yeah uh, they grounded me for a couple weeks and like you know made it a big fucking deal you know like uh. I don't know. I just I I remember that conversation pretty clearly as I was supposed to, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, they were trying to uh you know, elicit that sort of memory and uh as an adult, I look back on it and it just seems really fucked up. Yeah, I think it is. I think I agree. I uh I mean, my getting caught with pornography experience is so different contextually that I feel like I was spared that a little bit. Yeah. Because there's a store in Cranberry uh, called the Cranberry Bookworm. Mm-hmm. And it was a used bookstore in this old timey house. It was the coolest store yeah, of that all time. Great. It ruled. I'm technically banned from it, as we will get to. Mm-hmm. But I've been back many times since then. Yeah, uh, that's how most bands work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had old Playboys. Uh, so tight. For like 25 cents. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were like, we gotta get the, we gotta get them all. Like we have to get these. Like we have to shoplift these Playboys. Like obviously, but they were. So that it was like in the kind of the living room where the house, you know, where where it would have been in the house. That's where the cash register and stuff was, and that's where they, they were in there. Mm-hmm. And so first, my friend and I are like, we come up with a plan, right? We're probably ten years old, you know, maybe ten. fourth grade, fifth okay. grade, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was summer before sixth grade, before anyone in my group got a hold of one. Yeah, this was before and I I had heard of Playboy. I had no idea what was in there. Oh, I saw them because I went to one of those old school like Italian barbers where they just had Playboys instead of magazines. So I I've been looking the, at <laughs> dude, the I've coarser been looking, culture of uh, the East. I've been looking at porn since I was like five years old, dude. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. No, I I remember because I mean like I. I'd seen like the covers going through stores. Yeah. Dude. But I didn't know that on the inside dude, they I weren't wearing the, clothes. The first bush I saw in getting my haircut. Like <laughs> I remember like I knew I wasn't supposed to look at the magazines. Yeah. And uh my dad usually took me to get my haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh but and like, you know, it would be like, hey, leave it alone, kid. You know, because it's all the old guys and stuff. Yeah. It's not a women's place, dude. It's for yeah. men. But for some reason, my mom took me to get my haircut one time. Mm-hmm. I think she was just horrified, like by the whole environment. And I remember, it's not like, for her. that's why we don't. Yeah, I know. And uh, but I was like, she won't know 
for some reason, I was like, this is my chance. I'm going to see what's in the magazines, dude. Like, she doesn't know. She like, my dad is way too savvy, dude. Like, he somehow knows even when he's getting his haircut. Like, you know, so I like, I snuck one peek, dude. And like, man, my mom did immediately catch me and like, just like smacked it out of my hand. <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't like, ah, like we were in public. So it was more like, put that away. And then the I, I don't think that there's been a bigger like seismic shift in my life than like the first time the kid opened that i was like i i don't know that i like knew any like every everything about it was a surprise to me. <laughs> that they weren't wearing clothes what women looked like when they weren't wearing clothes like everything it just it's quite it a, a new world yeah 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 but yeah i mean yeah and then you it like before the internet it's like at least for me it's like i need more of this I need to see more naked ladies. Oh, like, yeah. And it's like, you know, you hear about like there was porn, porn there was just like porn in the woods. I guess where, like, <laughs> yeah. per, like perverted old guys would go to jerk off, I guess. I don't know. Like what was it doing out there? I, that had to have been what it was out there. Sure. Just but... homeless guys jerking off or something. I don't like it's people who don't have privacy to jerk off jerking off, obviously. How much do you think it real like you hear about it all the time? Oh, I found porn in the woods. You found porn oh, in yeah, the woods. Dude. Well, yeah, definitely. Like, and it'd be all wet and stuff because it, like, not from fucking cum, like from rain. Yeah, like, I understood that. <laughs> like, really, uh, the uh, other possibility you're discussing there hadn't occurred to me and now that you've laid it out. I'm uh, having a tough time. No, I've, yeah, I've dude, looked I at porn in the woods, but it was because fucking we were on a Boy Scout thing and some other kids had brought porn. So I guess just sometimes people leave it, you know? They, we did not leave it. They leave a trace. But uh, so the the bookworm we we try to leave only footprints exactly. But some people leave wet porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we had pretty good plans, dude. So first we went in uh, with my boy Brian, and the plan Shout was out. yeah, because uh, they had other magazines by the porn, including old wrestling magazines. Okay. Uh, and so I'm just kind of browsing, kind of browsing. Brian comes in a minute or two later, asks for help with a book, looking for a book. Get the guy out of the room you know we thought it would work so how didn't it well so brian's like do you have any books by edgar Allan poe like that was the author we came up with and they're like yeah (laughs) like they're in this like a whole shelf you know and he's like oh okay and then like because they're like go look you know and then he comes back he's like "I, i couldn't find it and it's like that happens like maybe twice and there's an old guy comes in like while this is happening and so finally, the guy is like, all right, I'll fucking show you. And then while that's happening, the old guy stays in the room with me. Yeah. And he's just eyeing me like a fucking hawk, dude. Yeah. And the, the, and the he went the, for it anyways. Well, I start, I like was kind of, but I felt something was up. So, I, you know, I was a smart, you know, savvy little kid at times. So I, I could tell, I was like, don't do it, dude. Sums off, you know, like in heat. Yeah, yeah, walk yeah. Away, yeah. Walk, walk away, dude. Walk away. So like, I don't do it. And then my Brian comes back with the guy, but the old guy just can't let it go. And he's like, you're being scammed to the, to the clerk. And he's like, you're a victim of a scam. This one was going to steal, you know? And I remember just immediately, I must have seen it on TV or something. I was just like, you can't prove anything. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I, you can't. You I didn't know. steal. But then it's like, as soon as you said that, you admitted, like, kind of, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe he couldn't prove it, but you kind of just did. Uh, oh, so, really? I mean, you didn't steal. No, I know. So we didn't get him that day, but I did get him. 
Like we got back in there and I think what happened was like, there were times that would be just busier. And so that's what we figured out. We were like, it's not getting alone. It's hiding in the crowd. Uh, so then we did eventually get like a good amount of like eighties, seventies and eighties playboys. And we were like, you know, showing them to our friends, but a lot of times your friends are not as cool as you think they are. And that's been like a story of my life is like, I'm sorry. I, I don't, not you, uh, but I don't let people in. And then, cause I don't think they're like as down as I am. You know, I think they're like bitches that will get me in trouble. And then I let them in and I'm like, all right, I trust people. It's time. And then they let me down and they go and like tell their parents because they got scared that, you know, the fire that we set was too big or whatever. Insane. You know, I, I hate it. But uh, so some kid told his parents. About, I feel like Excel was a, you were pretty free from the kinds of kids who would tell their parents. That's that's one of the great things. I would say, you know, yeah. if you're asking me to list good qualities, finally I was amongst a like-minded group of people who weren't going to fucking tell your parents you'd done something wrong. I agree. Fucking idiots. That's why rejoining, like, the class of the future, like, professional managerial class was kind of jarring. Like, yeah. I felt like I, like I was coming out of jail, like, yeah. going back into society. Yeah. yeah. There's, like... Yeah, it's just like bunch of fucking parent tellers. Yeah, exactly, it. dude. Like, uh, but anyway, so when my parents found out that we, whenever stole I Playboys, think about what you're talking about, I'll, I'm, I'm not, yeah, gonna, no I'm not, but just thought, you know, if we drift too far from it, I'm not gonna be able to I make don't this point. Um, like wh whatever you're saying earlier, like of like, you know, I'm happy about everything that happened to me. Uh -huh. Whenever I'm getting close to feeling that emotion, it's shit like this where I'm like, at least I wasn't one of those fucking parent tellers. Yeah. And I feel like good being about in that. that fucking experience, like it, it, it did let me like, it, it showed me the ways in which I was like this group of people. And like, some of them are good. Yeah. You know, definitely dude. Yeah. I mean, at, uh, in a lot of instances, it's just a way of saying you had a different locus of authority than, you know, just the powers that be in your life. Yeah. Which I think is commendable. I, That's one the path of, the most of God. Commendable. I really do believe that. So sorry that we were so godly that That's we right. had to be sequestered. Yeah. Uh, but Man's law doesn't concern me. Exactly. But my dad did make me pay the fucking, you know about the Dane Geld? That's like how law started in England. It was like when the Danes came in, you had to like, because they, the Dane, I think the Dane Geld was the realm that they ruled, but it was also like a payment you had to pay if you killed somebody. Like you had to pay the Dane Geld. I think that's what it was called. And it was like, if you killed a dude, you had to pay $100. And you killed a woman, his wife, 50. You know, you kill a slave, 10. Like you kill a child, you know, I don't, you know stuff like that. Uh, like restorative justice. Uh, so my dad basically... Like we didn't have the Playboys anymore, mm -hmm. so like I don't know what happened to him. Uh, so we couldn't. Then how did he know that you had stolen them? I don't know if I admitted it. I think it was like you better not have. We just went through this. Other whole thing. parents called my dad and was like, "My kid just told me that our kids together stole Playboys." So, like, fuck those parents too, dude. Oh, I agree, but I feel like at that I don't think I was like they're all lying. You know what I mean? I think I was just like, it wasn't fully like that. And my dad was like, shut up. Depends like, on the day. There's plenty of times whenever like we all understand. And I was like, you can do whatever you're going to do. I'm not saying shit. 
Yeah, this. I don't know. Whatever. I'm trying to make myself sound like a badass as a 12 year old. That's obviously the purpose of my statement, and that's a that's, somewhat of a not respectable uh, impulse to have. But uh, I don't know. I can remember times. I mean, we all can. Do, yeah, yeah. I can too. But yeah, yeah. I also don't. You know, there's not a lot of utility. In Sometimes it. you're just like, all right, fine. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm all about the utility, dude. Like in those scenarios, I again. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's good. And now I once am, the but teacher like had no use for utility as a fucking twelve year old. Once I got in trouble for being like, why aren't y'all holding this teacher accountable for calling me a liar? That's I was. I tried to be like, keep your own counsel, buddy. You know, I mean, I'm now the one trying to make myself sound cool. But all I'm saying is, my dad took me back to the fucking bookworm. And made me fucking uh, like get face to face with the clerk, apologize. Uh, How does he you know, know it's that clerk? I mean, I think it, anyone would have done, but like it was the same one. <laughs> okay. Uh, <All> right. <laughs> and then uh, my dad was like, and now you're going to pay for them, you know? And then like the guy was even like, what? Like they were 25 cents. That's literally what he said. Like, because uh, he was like, well, what a steal, dude. my dad was like, well, you how much You think they still they? got them? No, the store's out of business now. Oh, yeah, you've told me that. Uh, but they only had them well, for Well, if anyone knows anywhere where you can get them for 25 <laughs> cents. No, you can... Uh, I've. It's come up... Uh, I bought Jake the uh, Women of Enron issue. Okay. It, uh, it used to hang in the bar... I would assume still does hang in the barley house over the men's urinal. Okay. The Women of Enron Playboy issue. I don't want to unpack that whole package, but that's... I mean, uh, I think it's just funny. I mean, it's one of the, like, of all the Playboy spreads, the the two that spring immediately to my mind is the most, like, over-the-top, like, you know, they're trying to, like, get into the headlines. I bet the Women of Enron were smoking, dude. It's a good, it's a good like, issue. Like, I would expect them to have very attractive women working there. Yeah. Not all of them. And some but, of them were willing to pose naked for Playboy. Well, they needed money. Um, yeah, absolutely. The fucking retirement's got to get <laughs> yeah, replenished somehow. Uh, that and uh, one of the OJ jurors. Okay. That's uh, all right. I mean, if she's good looking, why not? I guess. Like, I think you know that she is. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying like, okay, I, I'm imagining myself as an editor of Playboy. She's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like pretty great. Tell me what's wrong with this plan. You I know? just nothing feels more American to me than this institution that's like, man, yeah, this guy killed his wife, and like we're all fucking. But what if we could see one of the people naked? Will you guys like that? Yeah. Hell yeah, we would. Turns out the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't even really know. To, I understand everything there, but I I'm fascinated by it. Fair enough. All right. Is that the uh, that's that's the end of the story? It's not like there's more that's past really yeah. made me repay. So I don't uh, know. Yeah, well, it's, it's good been, up back. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, yeah. Thanks, thanks for being here, folks.